The following podcast is not for children and contains discussions of adult themes. In addition, this particular episode discusses both self-harm and psychiatric wards and alludes to, but never directly discusses, early childhood abuse. Listener's discretion is advised. And remember, listeners, the dreamiest thing you can do is listen to your own needs. the three little words podcast i'm nicole and i'm not claudia i am oak uh as claudia mentioned last week and in theme with today's pick uh we have dissociative identity disorder uh i'm another member of the system um claudia is a lesbian and i'm a bi man and she thought that uh it would be more appropriate if i took this book about uh two gay men I'm so excited to be doing this with you. Like the entire time I was reading this, I was like so eager to hear your thoughts. So, okay, what we'll what we're discussing today is "Love Me Whole" by Nikki and Nicole James, right? Just uh, Nikki James. Oh, just Nikki. I thought it was yeah, also Nikki Nicole short for Nicole. Places. Oh, okay. Well, I'm quite partial to the name Nicole, but I guess <laughs> I can call them Nikki. (laughs) I suppose. I suppose. So this, okay, so let's talk about why we chose this book. Um, so, uh, Claudia mentioned last week that we were looking at books that were were romance books about, uh, folks with DID. And so (laughs) this was also on the list right next to, oh my God. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, Not even worth remembering. Oh, Jesus Christ. I feel so bad for <laughs> disliking that book as much as I did. <laughs> but um, the way we saw it was like, okay, well, like, that one didn't sound very good. But this one actually seems kind of promising. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but Nikki James has DID, correct? No, Nikki James did not have DID. Really? In Why did fact, I think? I got this like... straight from the horse's mouth. Really? Yep, I actually wrote Nikki James Wednesday morning. Oh and my she god! She wrote back to me this morning. <gasps> oh my god! Well, if you don't mind sharing, of course. Uh, I said I just finished reading Love Me Whole this morning. I absolutely loved it. I want to reach out and both tell you that and ask you what kind of research you did for this book. Do you live with DID or have someone in your life who does? I ask because as someone with DID myself, your book has a level of empathy and understanding that I don't typically see from books written on research alone, and. She said, Hi, Oak. I have to say, I was overwhelmed, parentheses in a good way, when I got your message. It touched me to see how well-received Love Me Whole was, especially coming from someone who is intimately acquainted with the topic. I don't have DID, nor have I known anyone with DID. This was a project written solely on research and passion for the subject. I'm a huge mental health advocate, and one, at one point in my life, worked daily with people with any number of mental health disorders. My goal when I decided to write this book was to show a more compassionate and honest side of DID, since it has been so poorly represented in movies and other books I've read in the past. 
For me, research is one part reading as many medical references and texts as possible, but two parts listening to people who live with the disorder and ensuring I didn't miss the true heart of what it means to live with DID. So for as many research books and seminars I watched on the topic, I spent far more time on YouTube, on channels like yours because I mentioned our channel, watching people's lives and learning from those who live with DID every day. She describes uh, one channel that she liked in particular, which she doesn't say the name of, but I have a guess at what it is, but I won't give them free advertising. <laughs> Pay us. I don't like them. <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Except I <laughs> So, Love Me Whole... Very, very, very vague, brief summary because there's a lot to talk about. This book is uh, long. It's it's long, but honestly, like, If I Break was such a painful read, and this was such... Okay, before we even get to the summary, let's just yeah. talk about that. How this book was such a fucking joy to read. It really I was. was smiling, like, the entire time. Like, all my notes. It, like, this book is fucking cute. But my notes, like half of them are just like, I'm going to vomit. They're so cute. And like <laughs> screaming, crying, throwing up. Oren is so cute. I'm going to vomit. <laughs> like I really <laughs> loved it. It's It was so good. And like I mentioned this last week and probably before, but I do not like books written in the first person. But mm. this, an exception. I fucking loved this book. I was definitely expecting something better than If I Break. But I wasn't expecting it to be this good. There are so many details. The reason why I didn't say this, but we went back and forth on whether Nikki James was plural or not, because, um, you know, just from initial readings in the book, it was like, this is very, like, very true to life. And then reading her biographies, I was like, I don't think she is. Mm -hmm. And then I read a different biography that started off with that she hears voices. And I think that was a joke. Because okay. she's like, those voices are like men men whose stories call to me or some some shit. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> Sorry, now Nikki James, if you're listening. Now I'm thinking like the reason I thought that Nikki James had DID was because I saw Nikki and Nicole. I'm like, ah oh, yes, two different people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Whoops. You know, not unheard of. <laughs> so, okay. Now that we've kind of just gotten that little bit out of the way. So Love Me Whole. Uh, is the story of our, uh, our, well, I guess he's, yeah, well, we see it from his point of view. His name is Vaughn. He's our, he's our guy. He's 35 years old, uh, going to night classes and he's like, oh my God, like I'm so old around these children, which is like big mood whenever I'm around anybody, even like four minutes younger than me, uh, <laughs> cause I'm a 40 year old woman all of a sudden. And he encounters our... Our love interest, Oren, who is a system, and we and the whole book is just exploring their relationship and how it develops, and uh, essentially overcoming the challenges that come with being in a relationship with somebody with DID. So, like getting to know other system members and just forming relationships with each individual member. So, I I don't want to say like any more, I guess, because I just want to like really get into it. Yeah, I so, think yeah. real quick, a primer on DID for anyone who didn't listen to the last episode or just doesn't know in general. Um, dissociative identity disorder uh, is a neurodivergence. Uh, sometimes when it gets particularly disordered, it's mental illness um, where someone 
typically due to trauma, puts up um, dissociative walls between memories, and uh, those... I'm doing a fucking horrible job of explaining it <laughs> to somebody with the DID channel. It was called multiple personality disorder until 1994, but everyone still fucking calls it that because nobody knows what the fuck's up. There, there are a bunch of people living in the same body as Orin. They're roommates. Yeah, they're they're headmates. Yeah, that's the the cutesy term that some people use. Oh my god, and they were headmates. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Chapter one is where we are introduced to our lovely main characters. Again, I fucking love this book. And I was like, at first, ugh, like it's first person. And then I just didn't care anymore because it was so great. We meet Vaughn. Uh, Vaughn is going back to college uh, because he's bored. He has a shitty accounting job at like a hotel. And um, he is just bored out of his skull with it. So he wants to, to do to get more skills to do something else. So he's taking a, taking a marketing class. Um, and uh, there, uh, he's in the class, and he's sitting there being like, oh my god, everyone is so much younger than me because he's like 36. And, uh, you know, most college students are between <laughs> 18 and 22. Um but in walks uh, another student who is younger than him, but uh, older than most of the other students. Uh, this guy is 28. We later find out he's 28. So he walks in, the professor knows him by name already, and two kids who are sitting next to Vaughn are like, uh, oh, what is it they say? They say something fucking stupid. Oh, they fucking say- I highlighted it. That's oh. the crazy fucker from English class I was telling you about. Fuck no, you mean man E faces himself, schizo boy, space ranger Bob? <laughs> fucking little shits. I hate children. <laughs> yeah, these aren't even fucking clever or funny. They're so stupid, the and it's fuck like- fuck space ranger Bob mean? I don't know. They're from Canada. Maybe they have different insults. <laughs> <laughs> space ranger Bob. Space Ranger Roger, probably not it. Uh, no. Space Ranger Robert, use his full government name. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, there's stupid insults. So, okay, this is where I have my first little instance of of a dreamy. <laughs> it's literally mm -hmm. just Vaughn telling them to, or saying, wow, grow the fuck up. Yeah. And it's like, he, yeah. He, like, openly snaps at them. Yeah, which is like, I don't know, just like already just him not giving a, like a fuck about like these children and just be like, no, like you're being fucking little shits. Like, and he says repeatedly too, he's like, this is like fucking high school again. Like they're mm -hmm. where it's like, yes, they are younger than him, but like technically they're adults at this point. So like why all this like stupid, like pettiness and like just being little shits, like why? Just go to class and stop being idiots. Seriously. So that was my first little instance of like, yeah, like you tell them. Love that. Yeah. <laughs> the first day of class, they get assigned this this project that is like their final project, essentially. And they need to work with another person, come up with like a marketing campaign for a, a real business or something. Let me tell you. They spend way more time on this than I thought they would. It's like the whole semester. They see this story, this this thread through to completion. Yeah. 
Vaughn is like, hey, you know, everyone else in this class seems <laughs> seems to either know each other or or are assholes or both, and uh, he decides to try and like befriend this guy, and uh, he he like follows him out of the classroom and he's like, hey, was wondering if you like need a a partner for this. Um, this guy, his name's Oren. He doesn't seem to believe him at first, as most people who are bullied probably wouldn't. Um, and he says, like, you know, you you probably don't want to work with me. I'm not like other people. Um, and Vaughn's like, well, why don't we, like, go get a coffee and we can talk about it. And Oren's like, yeah, okay. But they're at this point they're outside the the school building and um those asshole kids from from before come out and yell something derogatory at him and all of a sudden Oren just seems to seems to change. He shifts posture, his voice changes, he seems more confident, the way he's holding his things changes. He he turns to Vaughn after they leave and he's and he says you got something to say too? Want to poke your fucking jabs at us? Do go on, do it. I dare you. And Vaughn is just like, "What? Huh?" <laughs> and Orin just leaves. Yeah, and so like Vaughn even says it was the most bizarre turn of events. So he he's like maybe like the whole like group project thing just like really upset him. <laughs> it's like oh, I I love Vaughn also as like a lead. Like he's just kind of like. He's just kind of a dummy sometimes. <laughs> yeah, he's very good-natured and does not pick up on anything. Even even once he knows what's going on, he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. but like Most of the time, it's okay. He's, like, really good at, like, reading Orin, and then I think, like, the other, like, system members, he has a bit more difficulty understanding. Well, I mean, he gets to know them better throughout the course of the book, but it's, like, I feel like he... Again, just very well intentioned, but also sometimes it's just like, oh, sweetie, like <laughs> you yeah. should have you should have realized. Yeah, he's a good boy. I love yeah. him. A good boy, I say about a thirty-five-year-old man. <laughs> yeah. Can we can we briefly talk about the age gap? Yes. Because, like, I guess we'll get more into this when we meet Cohen later. So Vaughn is thirty-six and Oren is twenty-eight. That's that's an eight-year age gap and. For adults, you know, like like we all we're all adults here, right? And I hope so. <laughs> we discussed some pretty our <laughs> our triple X rated things here. Yeah, <laughs> it's just that there's such a trope in queer media, especially media with gay men, of like a big age gap, and most of the time it's like a pretty gross age gap, like you know, 36 and 18, or 40 and 20. For a little bit, it did, it did weird me out. Not, I was afraid that it was worse than it was. But honestly, there's really not that much of a difference between 28 and 36. I mean, we're dating someone who's 32. It's like, if they were four years older, I don't think that would make much of a difference to us. But, you know, I, I just felt it was worth saying now, and get into it a little more later yeah oh so after class he he drives home and he calls his best friend evan do you like evan yes and no where it's like (laughs) i feel like he's a very like 
like he's he's like a bro with good intentions yeah <laughs> where it's like you know like he's, he's he's like a he's a frat boy and like i you know i feel like it's very true to his personality but like he's not a bad guy he's just kind of like yeah. he's just kind of a little shit sometimes yeah yeah but it's like especially like over the course of the book i did grow to like him a bit more since he like started to understand the whole system thing a bit more because yeah. at first he was kind of like Meh. but we'll get into that in a little bit yeah and he calls his friend and he's like i don't know i met i met this guy and he he seemed really nice but then i don't know he just he was getting bullied and stuff and then he just kind of like got all weird on me and left i mean i still you know he still seems nice i kind of want to try talking to him again um and uh and Evan's like, ooh, maybe he's gay too. You should ask him out. <laughs> <laughs> That's basically what you get from this conversation. Yeah. What you get from that is just like Evan uh, is like, ooh, like, you're gay. Also, is he gay? Also, Evan's like super horny. Yeah, Evan is the horniest man. <laughs> <laughs> um, One thing I really like about their friendship is how, how openly affectionate they are with each other yes and not even like in the bro like no homo kind of way like like they they tell each other that they love each other like a lot it's so good but it's also like but they also like do make the funny like oh no homo jokes and stuff <laughs> like but it's like i don't know because it, it, it's, it, not... it's it's not just that really well it's like not even like no homo stuff it's more just kind of like i don't know it's like I feel like it's still like a very like bro sense of humor. Yeah. While still being very like openly affectionate. I was a little surprised how broy the writing is. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> at least in, at least when uh Evan and Vaughn are together. Yeah, like even Vaughn has his like very broy moments, which is yeah. kind of fun for me. <laughs> the next week class happens again and after class, Vaughn is like, So do you do you wanna be project partners and Oren's like oh you were serious about that <laughs> like i thought that was a joke oh which oh that's the saddest thing i ever fucking heard um uh, on top of the other many saddest things i've ever heard that Oren says he he says again like you really gotta know like i'm i i'm maybe not the best partner for this and Vaughn's like, why don't we, like, go and get a coffee and we can actually talk about it. <laughs> so while I didn't think this book was, like, very meme there were a couple parts that actually made me laugh. Uh, and so right as they're discussing, like, oh, you know, like, what's, you know, like, how bad can it be? Like, you know, I'm sure you're not, like, terrible to work with. Vaughn says, well, I'm not all that judgy. So what do you say we try that coffee thing after class? You can explain the impossible. I'll listen. And we go from there. Poor Oren's like, you You are really persistent. And Vaughn says, have you looked around? I'd take the shy kid in the corner who apparently no one understands over any of these other yahoos. <laughs> <laughs> and just the use of the word yahoos really got me. I'm like, oh, you fucking old man. I feel like that's such a Canadian thing, too. Because yeah. this book takes place in Canada. It takes place like, I actually, I actually looked up, because they give you a, a geographical location. They say that they are three hours south of Toronto. Which means that they are like just over 
the American border on near Detroit. So, which is why they mentioned the the Detroit Lions so much. Oh, they do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, my strong guess is that it takes place in not Hamilton, Ontario, but like London, Ontario. Because London, Ontario to Toronto is like two and a half hours. I spent I spent a few minutes at work <laughs> doing this. <laughs> so they go and and get coffee. First of all, Vaughn notes that this was his second coffee since dinner, and he was asking for a sleepless night at that rate, <laughs> which I thought was cute. It's like I probably shouldn't have a coffee, but I need an excuse to talk to you. He's so cute. He is. He is oh cute. my gosh. Both, uh, I mean, well, yeah, Orin and Vaughn are very cute. Yeah. So they, they go down to the, the campus food court cafe, which gave, we went to college together and gave me big, uh, oh, big man. calf flashbacks. Under, under the stairs. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so the reason they go there is because Vaughn knows that, like, Orin w- probably wouldn't be comfortable going anywhere else. So, like, already off the bat, he's, like, pretty good at, like, reading his like comfort levels yeah so they they make small talk vaughn is like you you said before that you're taking creative writing as well right like what do you want to do with that and uh orin's like i'm actually writing a book and vaughn's like oh what's it about and orin uh (laughs) i guess (laughs) didn't expect that follow-up question and um he gets really embarrassed and he's like it's about me and my life it's a biography we um our partner system one of them they actually read this as well on a recommendation and they uh they said that they found it annoying how often how they said biography not autobiography oh even though technically well, it's both yeah cause, yeah because i do recall like Oren writing about you know other system members and stuff so it's like Biography, but yeah, also autobiography. Yeah. Um, biography has less syllables. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, Vaughn is like, that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you writing about? I, I mean, I'm tempted to read this whole fucking page. There are honestly a lot of parts in this book that I have. I highlighted like a couple of paragraphs at yeah. once because oh, God, this book is just so good. It's very good. It's so good. So Orin says, I have dissociative identity disorders, so if we're going to be partners, Orin has a stutter, uh, for this project, you should know that. Just because it's me, Orin, who decided to come take classes, it doesn't mean that while we're working together, that will always be that be the case, uh, which could inevitably p- put an end to study sessions quite ab- abruptly, especially considering Reed isn't too fond of this whole idea, and there's some narration saying that Orin seemed nervous and Vaughn doesn't know what the hell is going on. And he says, excuse, I'm sorry, dissociative what? I don't know what that is. He wiped a hand over his forehead and shuffled uncomfortably, massaging his temple again. He did that a lot, always touching his face. Oh, um, dissociative identity disorder. It used to be called multiple personality disorder. Basically, I have many people, I call them alters, living inside me who I can randomly come, uh, who can randomly come forward and kind of take control sometimes. I don't always have control. Great, simple explanation. Yeah. I was, like, thinking about it, and it's just, like, you know, as as a singlet, like, 
I feel like I would recommend this book to other singlets just because mm-hmm. like I feel like it's such a you know it, it's it's I mean just based on like my interactions with you and like my other interactions with like other systems not that I've had many but like like I just it like from what I can tell from like my perspective this is like a very very like good account of the whole like system experience and mm-hmm. like I don't know like I just feel like that if you know I encounter another singlet who like wants to learn or like uh like uh or just like just for personal reasons just like wanting to learn or because they interact with the system regularly I would just be like yo read this book it's like honestly like I feel like a pretty good resource yeah it really kind of like gently eases you into it it does yeah and I think that's like I didn't even think about that but like yeah that's i think exactly why this would be such a good thing to just introduce to people i gotta ask you yes. so as as a singlet on this on this podcast one person one body here when i don't super remember when like sandra first told you um another member of our system because i wasn't super present at that point <laughs> i was trying my hardest not to exist but what was it like hearing this? You know, like you've known us for um a while. A while. Like by that point this was twenty nineteen. So we'd known each other for like six years. Yeah. Six years in, Sandra calls you up and has like a long conversation about the last couple of months of her life, which have been tumultuous at best, and says, Guess which bitch has multiple personalities? <laughs> Uh, like, where, what happened from there? Because I think we didn't talk for, like, a month after that because we both got busy. Yeah, I mean, like, it's, and this is, here's the thing, where it's, like, reading this from Vaughn's perspective was also kind of like, oh, yeah, like, I do remember kind of feeling that way, where it's just, like, because Vaughn had, like, no idea, and his only, like, frame of reference was the super inaccurate portrayals of DID in, like, popular media. And I was, like, kind of in the same boat, because it's just, like, first of all, like, I don't fucking, like, know anything about this other than, like, whatever I read in, like, really bad fanfic when I was, like, 14. And, like, just, like, again, like, just, like, really poorly written portrayals and stuff. So it's one of those things where it's just, like, okay, like, <laughs> like, this is just, like, a thing now that I have to, like, adjust to, I guess. I'm, like, I know nothing about it, and I did do, like, some research, but, like... I feel like, I mean, Nikki James did did her fucking research here. Yeah. Like, where it's just like, I honestly, in everything that I looked up, I don't think I got as much as she did <laughs> during her research. So, like, good for you, girl. So, I don't know. Like, it just, it was kind of like, oh, okay. And then, like, thinking about it more, and it, it was it was kind of like, I was able to look back and be like, oh, okay, well, this explains, like, certain behaviors that I've that I'd noticed in the past and just kind of like never really paid any mind to and now it's like uh like thinking back to you know how I would see well I guess I'll I'll just say Sandra because that's who I thought it was the entire yeah. time where I'm like yeah. oh like you know Sandra like dressed like a certain way or I'm like and now looking back at it I'm like oh like that was that was Claudia like 100 percent you know, so, like, little things like that, where it's, like, in retrospect, it was, like, okay, like, now it just provides me with, like, a new context to, like, look back on things. And so, I don't know, it wasn't one of those things where, like, because I, I know, like, in the book, we'll, we'll get to this, where 
uh, a lot of people in Vaughn's life are like very skeptical where they're like, mm-hmm. oh, like, is that really a thing? I don't think I ever reached that point where I'm like, oh, is that really a thing? So much is just like, oh, I just don't know anything about this. Yeah, I think you're the type of per- you're the type of person we have the type of friendship where like I don't think that you would do that about anything that we said unless it was like really fucking out there. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like we could tell you we were abducted by aliens and you would you would at least <laughs> listen to us. I mean, if anything, I I mean, I love me a good story, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I I don't know. I guess I'm just one of those people where I'm just I'm just here to vibe. <laughs> So, yeah, Vaughn's like, I don't really know about this. I've seen some movies, but, and Oren interrupts him. <laughs> and I think the only time that Oren interrupts anyone ever. Yeah. And says, please don't base your knowledge on the movies. They're insulting and incredibly inaccurate. And it's like, oh, somebody read every system's review split. Oh my God, that literally immediately where my mind went. And then yeah. the second place my mind went was that I'm writing a fanfic. <laughs> there's a chapter about like bdsm and the, the character is like oh like all i know about bdsm is from 50 shades of gray and then the guy's like no uh, very so good. the two places my brain went is a <laughs> split and then poorly portrayed things in media vaughn asks like to to help him understand oren says so without getting into any great details basically due to trauma my brain was required to itself and me in doing so it created separate identities to handle certain situations so i didn't have to for the longest time i thought i was going crazy i had all these voices inside my head and they were as real as this mug he tapped his fingernails on the ceramic drink making him making them clink i frequently lost chunks of time would end up in places and not know how it got there or own things i didn't remember buying all kinds of crazy shit after years of being misdiagnosed i was finally referred to a psychotherapist just over a year ago, who officially diagnosed me with DID. On one hand, if I'm being real nitpicky, it feels like Oren had a speech prepared. <laughs> <laughs> but on the other hand, it's like, I feel, I feel if you have DID, you kind of do have a speech prepared. Except for me coming onto this podcast. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. I mean, and like you put it perfectly where it's like they really do ease you into it. It's like here's like kind of just a basic understanding of how it is without getting into like, you know, all the alters and like how they differ from each other and stuff. It's kind of like just this is what it is. And then it's like over the course of the entire novel, it's like, oh, like we learn more and more about the whole system experience and the and the members. And it's like, oh, it's just, yeah, the pacing also is very good amazing oh my god like i mean as far as like the romance and again like easing one the reader into like the whole like system thing oh amazing chef's kiss i love this oren explains that he doesn't know like what happens generally when other system members are in control of the body and bond says so you just become somebody else and he he tries to like process that for a minute and then he immediately remembers like oh, last week, all of a sudden, you became, like, a completely different person. Was that it? And he's like, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And actually, Vaughn says, like, we didn't go out for coffee because something strange happened and you blew me off. And Oren looks like he's about to cry for a second. He says, I didn't, that wasn't me. It was probably Reed. He doesn't like the idea of me taking classes. He's been hovering. Um, and he kind of motions to to his head to indicate that 
indicate kind of where he feels Reed is. If you if you talk to systems who have some form of co-consciousness, like being aware of what's going on in the body at the same time, you'll find that a lot of them are like, oh, like Claudia is like right here and like motioned to the, to the side of their head or like behind them in front of them. I know that we do that a lot because we can sort of like feel them around us in like, I don't know, an ASMR kind of way. <laughs> that's cool. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so that's when we're introduced to, or I guess properly introduced to Reed, uh, who is the one of the more prominent alters uh, in the system. Yeah, at this point, Vaughn is like, you know, like, all right, like, I just kind of have to like, adjust to this. And uh, Oren says that, you know, um, you know, if you can, if you can handle me, I'd like that, essentially, which is like, oh, yeah. like, I want to give Oren the biggest hug. Just, he's For real. Vaughn just kind of asks, like, okay, like, if, the, if we're going to work together, is there anything I need to know? Uh, and again, I have, like, this entire thing highlighted, too, because, again, just very good way to introduce people to, like, individual system members. Mm-hmm. Oren says... So I guess if anyone else comes out, just remember, it's not me. They are their own person, and I won't necessarily remember what, it t- what takes place if you are working with an altar. I'm who wants to be in school, and they all have their own lives, so don't be shocked if study sessions end abruptly. I haven't ad- identified all my triggers, so it can happen really randomly. Just treat them as individuals, because they are. They have their own names, and will probably correct you if you call them Orin. Which, like, amazing. I love that this system is open enough that they just, they don't give a shit. That's like, Like, yeah, that's another thing I was thinking about. Because most systems try and, like, be on the down low a little bit. But I guess they figure that they're they're already fucking perceived as crazy. Yeah. So why not just lean into it and be open about, like, not being Orin? Yeah, that, and it's just like... Like, it's, like, great that they're open, but also it's just, like, damn, where, like, I feel like Oren's also just been, like, hurt so many times by people, yeah. like, just kind of blowing him off and just, like, being, like, oh, like, he's a fucking psycho or whatever, that he's just kind of, like, whatever, like, I'll tell him the truth because they're gonna, like, ditch me anyway. Yeah. You know? And it's just, like, oh, like that, oh, I want to give him the biggest hug. I love him so much. He's a good guy. He's such a good boy. So, at that point, Vaughn asks, like, okay, well, who... Who might I meet? And so we get very brief introductions to uh, the most prominent uh, system members. So All the system members. Like, he says there are six of us and then a couple of, like, like fragments, essentially. Like, mm-hmm. just half-formed members who are more just emotions than anything. Yes, yeah, so in addition to Orin, we have... I don't think they quite get into their roles at this point. I think that comes a little later on. Yeah. Okay, so we're just given names, essentially. So Reed, who we met the other day when uh, Oren just kind of did, like, a whole 180 and got very, like, defensive and, like, gruff. So that's Reed. Then there's Cohen. There is Theo, Cove, and Rain. And I think we don't, yeah, we don't really hear too much about them but we know that uh reed is very protective uh cohen is 19 and just like very social uh theo and cove are kind of brushed over theo uh is described as like structured cove 
glazed over completely. And then uh, Rain, who is five years old, which threw Vaughn off. He's like, what? Five? <laughs> yeah, Rain trips up Vaughn so much. Yeah. Have you met any of our littles? Not counting Susan. Susan's like 15 now. My God, she is 15 now. Jesus Christ. No, now that I think about it, I don't think I've met. I don't know. I don't think I've met any littles. Yes, we can't exactly ask you about that. Yeah, I mean, I've seen littles tweet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> our littles are very active on Twitter when they're, <laughs> when they're around. They like expressing themselves. Which, like, good job. Oh, and I have seen, I think it was Cloudy's artwork. And that's, mm -hmm. like, about it. <laughs> yeah. I gotta say, as somebody who shares a system with the kids named Sunny, Cloudy, Clover, Meadow, <laughs> Dandelion. <laughs> Try not to choke on my Apple. water. <laughs> really, really love, really love Rain as a name here. I mean, Oak as well so i can't i can't even fucking talk but also honestly i had the very same <laughs> thought when i saw that rain was the name of one of one of the system members i was like oh <laughs> yeah they've met the alexandrites <laughs> <laughs> so i got a kick, little kick out of that yeah vaughn vaughn is such a good sport and he's just like sorry he's like i'm just trying to like wrap my head around this whole thing and or it's like yeah it probably doesn't like sound real it sounds like i think he says like contrived and outlandish which you know sick burns from nikki james <laughs> but they're just they're both very good sports about it and vaughn is like well if you're willing to try like i'm willing to give it a go Mans just doesn't want to work with one of those little shitty little children <laughs> back in class. <laughs> so they basically part ways and they, they agree to meet up on like Tuesday, like like later uh, in a few days to start work on this project. Uh, yeah, so they were um, figuring out where to meet. And so it's be it becomes like very clear that Oren isn't very comfortable in a lot of spaces. Uh, mm -hmm. And so like in during most i feel like most of their interactions like outside of school take place at Oren's townhouse i think he has yeah. townhouse yeah uh just because like uh, that, i mean that's where he's most comfortable at and von's very good at respecting his boundaries for the most part yeah honestly von is i mean after after reading fucking oh, jesus cal <laughs> stewart last time you know, Mr. Was, Mr. Was, Touch Without Asking. Cal Stewart. That wasn't his name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Cal Stewart. It wasn't. It definitely wasn't Stewart. <laughs> I'm looking this up. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like Claudia said the same thing, and I was like, that's not his <laughs> name. Scott. Scott is his last name. Scott. Okay. <laughs> Cal Stewart. Also, I, I Google If I Break, and the subtitle is A Free Billionaire Romance. Oh. So confirmed billionaire. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, so the chapter ends really with them kind of like making plans to meet up and study. And literally like the last half of the last sentence was Vaughn thinking, but I plan to go home and do some self-teaching so I could be a little more informed, which I was like, he's such a good boy. Yeah. He's so good. I believe the kids say that we stan. Oh, I actually wrote that at some point. Hang on, I got <laughs> uh, it. It wasn't at this part, but I did write Stan. Uh, I I will find it. Oh, I said, <laughs> I love, I stand, I respect. 
Uh, I wrote, I'm absolutely pogging out of my gourd at one point. Oh yeah, you did, but you did say that in the chat <laughs> at one point. <laughs> okay, so now we're on to chapter three, and we have some more bro moments between uh, Evan and Vaughn, which like, ah, uh, like Evan's like such a little turd sometimes, but I actually really do love him. <laughs> like the more I think about yeah. it, I love Evan. He's got a good heart. He, yeah, he does. Yeah, they're watching a game, and by they, they, I mean Evan, because Vaughn's very distracted by doing his research, and Evan's like, what the fuck are you looking up? Like, watch the game. So Vaughn tells him that he's looking up the disorder that Oren has, during which, at, at which point um, Evan's like, oh, multiple personality, right? And Vaughn corrects him, like, no, they don't call it that anymore. And then, so, like, Evan, again, like, really good friend, has good intentions, and, but, like, right off the bat, you do see that him kind of having some reservations about the whole DID thing, uh, which just does change over yeah. the course of the book. But so the first thing he says about it is, whatever, careful with him, man. He'll turn into an axe-wielding maniac and kill you in your sleep. I've seen the movies. He's probably got a serial killer inside him just waiting to strike. And then Vaughn says, you're a fucking idiot. It's not like that. These people are victims. Yeah, but again, it's like, but also I feel like that is a pretty good representation of how a lot of people feel because again, oh, yeah. their only frame of reference is fucking split. <laughs> yeah, it it sucks because it's real. Yeah. Like, I mean, I was looking on fucking Amazon reviews after this and people, the people who rated this this book low are fucking terrible. Oh yeah, I did see like, yeah some some tweets and stuff, and I just refused yeah. to look at it because I was like, oh, I feel like we're gonna talk about this anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's just I feel like a very accurate portrayal of the majority of the population. Yeah, yeah, sadly, sadly. Um, so at the at that point, they go into or uh, Vaughn talks about what he's learned while researching a DID. So he's, like, reading this out loud to Evan while Evan's trying to focus on the game. So he, Vaughn says, just listen to this. It says most people afflicted with DID suffered extreme long-term abuse as children, like physical or sexual or you name it, all of the above. Apparently the brain goes into survival mode and as a natural defensive mechanism, it creates identities who can better handle the abuse so the child's suffering can go on living as normally as possible. Those identities will often not allow the host person to know about the abuse and will protect them by keeping those memories hidden. And Evan doesn't give a shit. <laughs> so here's my medium-sized gripe with that. Mm -hmm. um, abuse. The the emphasis on abuse and on like long-term abuse and things mm -hmm. like that. It's like, yeah, there are systems who went through that. And I feel like if you go through that, you know, you're more likely to become a system than, than if you don't go through that. But as a system that is most likely the result of medical trauma, I always get fucking pissed off when people are like, this is a disorder from abuse. And it's like, I was abused, but that was later on. Yeah, I, I actually made a note of that, where I'm just like, I feel like abuse is like, like I, I guess like a very specific, like a, a, like a specific cause, where it's like, isn't it just really trauma? And this is where I know, like, I know exactly where... Nikki James got some of these these like quotes from because this is like word for word YouTube DID stuff. Mm. This is like because they all fucking copy off each other. 
Yeah. Like they all read they one of them read like a an article on like didresearch.org which it, itself is like half read and half remembered from a few papers in like the DSM and then they all parrot that from each other. And nobody knows where the original the original quote came from. Mm -hmm. And so long-term abuse or like constant long-term abuse what is the fucking phrase? Yes, extreme long-term abuse. Yeah, that is the exact phrasing that they all use. Really? Yeah. Oh, yikes. I mean, it's not a bad thing. It's just, mm -hmm. it, it pisses me off when they say abuse. Yeah. And I've, I've told them this, we're in the YouTube scene, so I've told them this to their virtual faces. So, yeah, that, that was, but yeah, that was definitely one of the things that I, I even had marked. Yeah. So, yeah, at that point, Evan's still focused on the game, and then Vaughn's like, all right, like, I guess I'll take a break from this, since you're not really paying attention, and then Evan's, like, giving him shit about it. So, e Evan, being Evan, is like, all right, well, like, tell me why learning about this project guy is so is more important than our football date, and I'll tell you the score. Uh, and, like, again, I, I fucking, like, love their dynamic, because then yeah. Vaughn says, uh, if this is a date, I expect sex at the end of the night, just saying. And Evan's like, you wish. Seriously, what's the deal? Vaughn says, I'm, I don't know. I'm curious, aren't you? Have someone tell you that they have five distinct people living inside them who might randomly appear while you're working on a project and tell me you wouldn't have any questions. Uh, and then Evan says, it sounds like he wants attention. Are you sure he's for real? And so, like, reading through this, I was actually uh, wondering, I have this written down. When you guys started telling people that you realized you were a system, like, hmm. Did you get any reactions like this? Or it's just like, oh, like, are you sure you're not just doing this for our attention? Or just like some bullshit? Not that openly and not to our face. Okay. I think the closest we got to that was, um, I mean, there is a general air of like, kind of like, huh? And like, mm -hmm. maybe disbelief too. Yeah. But the closest that we got to that was our mother who asked like, if a if a therapist diagnosed us with that. Mm. Basically asking the question, like, do you think you have this or do you actually have this? Which is so fucking insulting. Yeah. But yeah, that was just something I jotted down because I was curious because I, again, I just feel like Evan is just a very accurate portrayal of just like an everyday person who knows nothing about anything because they have had, like, no reference until this point. So, okay. So I was just curious. That's why I wanted to ask that. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah. So then Evan, again, being Evan, is like, is he cute? Uh, and so Vaughn makes a joke. He's like, oh, who, Troy Aikman? Seriously? No. Uh, referring to one of the football players in the game they're watching. And then Evan says, yeah, that's who I meant, idiot. No, not Troy. Mr. Multi-Personality. The guy who has stolen my best friend on football Sunday and turned him into a psychology nut. And then again, Evan's just, like, a, a little shit <laughs> during the first, like, half of this book. Because Vaughn's like, Oren? And then Evan says, you, you know more than one head case? Ugh, <laughs> oh, Evan. Vaughn's like, can you stop Big calling dick. him that? <laughs> so, <laughs> again, Evan being Evan and being super horny thinks Vaughn's lying about him not having looked at Oren that way. <laughs> So he's like, lies, Evan, shoot a hand in my direction. I'm single, and I look at every woman I meet that way. Don't tell me you don't do the same. 
<laughs> oh, fucking Evan, man. Yeah. What a guy. What? So he's certainly one of the bros of all time. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they basically cut away from that scene, and later in the week, uh, Vaughn goes over to Evan's place for uh, for studying or project stuff, whatever. First of all, he brings him a coffee. There's a lot of coffee in this book. There's a lot of coffee. They're very um. tired. <laughs> they need caffeine. Yeah. Oh, I do have a... I don't think there's, like, anything important right before this. But, um... Yeah. So, Vaughn goes over to Oren's place. And <laughs> I, I have this highlighted because, um... So, you know, uh, Vaughn's just kind of, like, observing his living space. And uh, he sees a shelf full of Lego-made airplanes and cars, all on display with little men standing around each vehicle or positioned inside. <laughs> I have highlighted here. Struck dumb, all I could do was stare in puzzlement at something that seemed so out of place in a grown man's home. Okay, I'm 27, <laughs> literally right behind me I got Legos, and my note here in all caps is like, hey, I resent that. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking about you too. I was thinking about your fucking like Lego bonsai. Yeah, I have the Lego bouquet, Lego bonsai, Lego birds of paradise. I have my little Star Wars Legos. I have a, not Legos, but I have a Muppet collection. Like, I love my Hell toys, yeah. all right? I'm turning 28 <laughs> in two months, all right? Not out of the ordinary, Vaughn. Yeah. So that was my note. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I also thought that was a little like, really? Vaughn's an um, old man. He is an old man. <laughs> He's he's a boomer in his thirty six year old body at times. Honestly, it's really funny. I have a couple of those instances where he's just like very. I I think I just make notes where my notes are just like, haha, old man Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> also, can we talk about how both the DID books we read the the love interest has gray eyes? I yeah, I like I, mean, I in forgot about that completely, but yeah. <laughs> in if I break, it was a plot point where his eyes. His eyes shifted from gray to green when he switches from Cal to Chris. Oh my god. Which we text our, our friends about this who know more about like the research side of things. And um, we were like, is that a thing where like your eye color can change? And they were like, kind of, where it like, can shift a little bit because of like muscle contraction things. And I was like, but can it shift from like gray to green? And they were like, oh, lol, no. That would be like <laughs> changing your skin color when you switch. Uh, it's called tanning, so it's possible, okay? Ay, ay, ay. So, yeah, Rain has Legos. Uh, Oren, like, explains it before he can ask. And Vaughn is, again, like, like, oh, no, I don't know what to do if, if a five-year-old is here. Because Oren mentions that, like, Rain is close by and is, like, like jabbering in his ear, essentially. So they work on the project. They talk a lot about the project. Oh, before we move on from uh, Rain, I, I'm i just like rereading little bits here as we go through this. Um, I really like seeing Vaughn's journey also in like, you know, creating relationships with all the system members and stuff. Because like right off the bat, he's like, what the fuck am I going to do if like this five-year-old comes out? Yeah. <laughs> um, and he even... So they were talking about rain, and it says here, it felt incredibly weird talking like that, like I was referring to some imaginary friend who didn't exist. 
except there was Lego on his shelf and documented cases in highly renowned psychology textbooks that told me it did. So it's like, I mean, just seeing that and then we'll get into it later on, but just seeing how he first kind of reacts to this whole thing and then how much he like develops over the course of the book was just like so satisfying. Yeah, it really is. Oh, it's so good. At at some points, it was a little bit like paranoia inducing for us where like Vaughn is being so like outwardly supportive and stuff but on the inside a few times he's like what the fuck what the fuck <laughs> and it just made me it, it kind of like flared up some of sandra in particular her like oh no everyone's talking about me behind my back yeah i'm always talking shit <laughs> <laughs> she's fucking paranoid oh but like also I, I guess i get it yeah oh so yeah they're like just talking now and getting to know each other and this, uh, I totally forgot they were in Canada, because, like, <laughs> I read this in one part, and it, and I don't know what's going on in Canada, but Vaughn asks Oren, like, what he does for a living, and Oren says he doesn't work, he lives off of a government disability program, because maintaining a job is difficult for him because of, um, DID, during which I just got so fucking angry, because I remembered all the fucking bullshit laws that are in effect with, uh, with like, disabled folks here, Mm Or it's like they can't even fucking get married because then their income would be too high and they wouldn't qualify for disability. And I'm just, it got me real mad. (laughs) Yeah. Actually. Oh, go ahead. I ended up looking up some stuff about like Canada disability law. And I was, because I was like, how much is Orrin getting that he can afford a two bedroom townhouse? That was another thing that I was wondering. Two bedroom (laughs) townhouse in London. Ontario uh rent. <laughs> See townhomes for rent in London. Uh this is five bed, two bath. Fuck off. Jesus Christ. Two bed, three bath. It's like a two bed, one bath. Yeah. So this one is is a two bed, two bath, and it's like twenty eight hundred Canadian dollars a month. Which is about twenty one it's two thousand one hundred fifty one dollars. Yeah, it's about twenty American dollars. <laughs> Claudia watches Alive Degrassi and and uh, every time they say a monetary amount, she'll turn to to her spouse and be like, Wow, that's almost a comically low amount of American dollars. <laughs> like JT JT needs like three thousand dollars for a down payment on this apartment. That's almost ten American cents. <laughs> almost. <laughs> So that's our, our dumb fucking joke about uh, Canadian currency. Either way, though, I mean, like, $2,100. Yeah, that's rounding that's it down, $51.32. <laughs> like, that's a fucking I, lot. Yeah, I have to assume that he gets some kind of, like, government housing or something, because I looked it up, and, like, the max that you can get from disability is, like, 1300 Canadian dollars. Oh, my gosh. That's, like, not even half of what you yeah, no. need to afford this. It's gotta be, but apparently, like, it, are, they're, like, pretty nice townhouses, so, like, if that's the case, good on Canada for <laughs> having decent, affordable housing, because, uh... Yeah, either that, or maybe he has to deal with a landlord or something, or, like, Oh. I don't know, maybe he's squatting, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> we never find out, but, and, yeah, but honestly, that was something I was thinking about, like, the entire course of the book, where I'm like, how does he afford this? This place has a very tiny backyard, too. Yeah. 
So, who knows? Certainly. We're just jealous millennials. That is true. I'm bitter. I rent. <laughs> I'm yeah, on the third same. floor. I don't have an elevator. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, Oren's on disability. And he doesn't drive a car. He walks. Oh, because this is before class. Um, He's like, do you want me to like, drive you to class? And Oren's like, yeah, sure. And while they're driving, Vaughn, Vaughn notices that Oren is like very nervous, and he's like, do I make you uncomfortable? And Oren says, no, do I make you uncomfortable? And Vaughn is like really taken aback by that question. He asks, like, why would you say that? And Oren says, most people don't want anything to do with me. I've always been different, but I didn't have, but didn't have an explanation for it until not that long ago. So it makes people, well, they aren't always very nice. And Vaughn says, I'm not like that. He turned back and studied my face as I drove. I pretended not to notice. I can tell. Just, oh, I, I highlighted that for Dreamy. Oh, yeah, I hi I highlighted several of uh, little Vaughn bits for being yeah. Dreamy or extremely relatable. Like, there's one part <laughs> where he's like, oh, I have to, his car's like a fucking mess and he has to move shit to the backseat yeah. for, <laughs> for Orange to get in. I'm like, God, mood. He says, um, <laughs> like, my car my car is the only place that I'm allowed to make a mess. Honestly, mood. I actually didn't write this down, but this is another thought that I had while reading this book. So there were parts, in all honesty, where I'm just kind of like, oh, like, he's kind of like being like, oh, like, I'm going to rescue him in a way where he's, yeah. like, you know, I got that a lot. But then it's like, oh, but I feel the same way, too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you want to like, fucking swaddle this kid. Oh, my God. Orange and like, kid, the he's 28. I, he's older than me. <laughs> he's like, my age. Well, he's our body's age. So, like, yeah, where there were times when he's like, oh, like, this is kind of, like, weird, like, you know, because he is younger and, like, he's trying to be, like, the hero and stuff. But then it's like, no, that's just the effect that Orin has on people, like, just the way he's written, which, you know, we can only convey so much just talking about it. Like, if you if you read this book, and you should read this book, uh, mm -hmm. you like you can you can see why I you can see why I thought that and then you can see why I was like oh wait but like that's not Vaughn being like a fucking weirdo it's just it's literally just because Orin is the type of person you would want to like protect mm -hmm. he's a good boy I love him he's a good boy I love him I love all of them yeah Ugh, like so much I didn't expect to love everyone as much as I did. Yeah. Also, in this chapter, uh, Vaughn casually mentions that he's gay. Holding a leg under my ass. Well, I'm gay. It's like, yeah, you sit like an idiot. Of course you're gay. I'm sitting like an asshole right now. It's very, very bisexual of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, same. <laughs> this is also the point where uh, Vaughn notices that, oh, shit, like, Orin is attractive, and he's like, oh, fucking goddammit, Evan, like, you got it in my head. I wasn't Been thinking there. about this, but now I am. <laughs> um, so they decide to make, like, a little, a little movie date for the following Friday. It's not a date. They're just hang just two guys being friends. Two dudes chilling on a couch five feet apart, because they are gay, but they're not dating. <laughs> <laughs> they... Go back to Orin's place after class, and um, they are, like, about to watch a movie. And, um... Oh, well, uh, Evan actually invites them out. He's like, oh, like, let's like come to this bar. I think it's, like, a sports bar. And then yeah. Vaughn's like, no, like, that's, you know, that's really not Orin's thing. We're just gonna stand and watch a movie. Like, it'll be fine. But, yeah, so then he shows up to 
Oren's place. He actually has a little bit of this conversation on the phone when, like, Oren is there. He's like, you know, I, I don't want to come out tonight. And Oren asks what's up, and he's like, oh, my friend was just inviting me out to a bar. And Oren's like, you can go if you want. Like, being the total pushover that he is. He's a little baby man. <laughs> um, and he's like, no, I, I want to be here. And so then uh, we meet we meet Cohen. Yes, so, like, mid-sentence, uh, Oren just kind of, like, spaces out, and Bond's like, hello, and then <laughs> something was different, what the book says, and just his entire energy changes. Oren ordinarily carried a nervous, almost awkwardness in the way he stood and walked. That was gone. His hip jutted out, and a hand came to rest there as he fixed his hair and scanned me with an alluring smile I'd never seen. The moment it happened, my heart jumped because I knew what I was witnessing, but I didn't know what to do. This can't be real. Instantly awkward, everything I'd recently read and learned disappeared from my mind. <laughs> and then we meet Cohen. Yeah. So Cohen is the system member that he mentioned before who is 19 and is very social. His voice was different, higher and with a slight speech impediment he didn't have before. His R's weren't pronounced and came out almost like W's. He sounded younger. Uh, and I will say, I listened to the audiobook of this, too. I saw your tweet, and so I was like, oh, let me listen to this, too. And, yes. <laughs> it's, uh, he really commits Adam Gold. Shout out to Adam Gold, I suppose. Um, yes. Really great job. Uh, but he goes fucking full Elmer Fudd. On on Cohen at some points where it's like it's Wabbit. it's supposed to be a slight speech impediment, but we we get a we get a lot of wascally wabbit with uh with Cohen. Um, <laughs> okay, hang hang on, I want to play this. So, Cohen slapped his knee and jumped up. Are we going out? I really want to dance. Let me shower and change, and we can get out of here. It's a lot. Yeah. Also, also, like, ten seconds into meeting Cohen, Vaughn is like, oh, Cohen's probably gay. <laughs> Not <laughs> no, even he ten says, Cohen, seconds. If I had to guess, Cohen was definitely gay. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, at that point, Cohen's like, all right, so, like, are we going out? Uh, <laughs> yeah, are we going out? Oh, are we going out? So, my... <laughs> My note for that was like, oh, movie night, frowny face, because it's like, I like I enjoy going out on occasion too, uh, you know, back pre-Rona times. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's like, damn, if I'm like, you know, in the my in like the mood for like a movie night, it's like, damn, switch up on me and let me go out <laughs> dancing last second. Ugh. Yeah. Too old for that shit. And he's he's older than I am, so. <laughs> yeah, and like, I really appreciate like seeing, like. If you're paying attention, the thing that makes Cohen front is that he hears that Vaughn is open to going out to places. And he's like, oh shit, we got a live one here. Yep. And yeah, that was one of the things I was like picking up was like, okay, like what exactly like triggered them to like switch? Yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, that was like the first time we see Cohen. It's like, oh, because he likes to go out. It's a little yeah. social butterfly, a little party animal. I love him. <laughs> I'd go to the club with Cohen. Yeah, he seems fun. The club scene is not my scene. <laughs> I uh, would not. It... Cohen would have to really drag me there. It was mine a couple years ago. Now yeah. I'm just old and tired, and I just would like to sit 
with my cat and read my porn. <laughs> uh, so they go out to this club. The Majestics. Yeah, the Majestics. It's a. It's. It's a Toads in New Haven. I yeah, and it, it's it's very funny because it's like it's definitely a college spot, and yeah. again, Vaughn is older than like people who are in college and he is not very much of like the club scene either so he just feels like an old man out of yeah. place which especially like, because cohen even with his 28 year old body has such a like youthful energy yeah he's 19 yeah and it's like i remember when i was 19 i liked to do shit i will say i'm 19 in a 28 year old body later on <laughs> um uh Vaughn does say it's like oh yeah like you can tell that Cohen's 19 like he's very 19 yeah. and my note here was 19 derogatory because I wanted to <laughs> poke a jab at you <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so they they have like a nice little night oh and one thing is like when they're about to go out uh Cohen is wearing a short sleeve shirt which uh Vaughn hasn't seen or an in before he always wears long sleeves even though it's kind of hot out and Brief trigger warning, there's a lot of talk about self-harm in this book. We see that that Cohen just has scars, like, up and down both of his forearms. And, um, Vaughn is, is like, he looks and he clearly looks shocked. And, um, the... And Cohen says, uh, don't fret over it, babe. It keeps the bad stuff away. So he clearly is, is very, like, blasé about the self-harm. Um, which we actually find a reason for later. But yeah, they go to this club, they have a nice time, and at the end of the night, uh, Vaughn drives them home, and in the they park in in Oren's, Oren and Co.'s driveway, and Cohen is like, do you want to come inside? Yeah, he's, he's very forward. Like, even when they were in the car, um, it does say here, uh, he was self-assured and confident. Two things Oren wasn't. My tension must have been visible because after a silent few minutes, Cohen's hand came to rest on my thigh. Higher than was with... Higher than what... Oh my god, I can't English. Higher than was within the realm of a friendly touch. And regardless of the unexpected circumstances, warmth bloomed over my skin at the connection. Yeah, Cohen loves the touch. Yeah, very forward, very flirtatious. He's just like, I mean... An extrovert in every sense of the word. Yep. Yeah, he, he says he says no thank you to um to Cohen's offer to come inside because even though there is an attraction on both ends, it's it he doesn't feel like it's really been Cohen that's that's initially drawn out that attraction. It's been Orin. There's like a moment of silence and Cohen um puts puts a hand on on Vaughn's face and says, okay, there was a hint of disappointment in the one word, but before I could respond, he leaned in and placed a delicate kiss on the corner of my lips. And then he just says, I have had, I had a fun night. Thanks, babe. And goes inside the house. So that was a night. Certainly. I mean, again, this is a 35 year old man who is clearly very tired and is being dragged to the club by a 19 year old. (laughs) So certainly a night. But yeah, the next morning, Vaughn just goes to Evans with like coffee. He's like banging on the door. He's like, I need to talk about last night. And Evans like, fuck you. I'm going back to bed. <laughs> and Vaughn's like, no, like we're going to talk. Oh, because Vaughn, uh, not Vaughn, Evan picked up some girl at the, at 
the at the bar the previous night, and it seems like she like just went home. <laughs> so he had a quite an eventful evening. Vaughn's like, yeah, that's why I brought this, and like you know shows the donuts and like the coffees and stuff, and he's like, no, seriously, like I need to talk. And again, I just fucking love their dynamic. It's so funny sometimes. So Evan's like, fine, give me a minute to put something on. For the record, I feel like shit. So if I'm a miserable fuck with you, don't bitch. <laughs> this conversation is just kind of kind of a rehash of what we've already heard from Evan, where he's like, do you like this guy? Did like, you fuck are, him? Yeah, did you fuck him? Are you interested in, in this other one? And he and Vaughn's like, I don't know. I was I was tempted, but like, it's not it's not orange. If I'm gonna pursue someone, it should be Orin, right? And Evan's like, I don't know, you shouldn't get tangled up with this guy. He seems like he's a lot. So I actually have this, like, highlighted. Vaughn does mention to Evan that Cohen's 19. Uh, so Evan's like, 19? And Vaughn's like, yes, Alters can be whatever age, remember? So I admit, I'm attracted to Orin. I think he's a decent guy and he's smart and shy and I'd kind of like to know him better but I don't even know if he's gay. Oh, so he doesn't know he's gay at this point yet. <laughs> uh, Cohen, on the other hand, would have probably jumped at more last night, and part of me almost wanted to explore it, except, fuck, I don't know. It wasn't Orin, and it didn't sit right with me. So I feel like that's just worth noting, because we do see this come up repeatedly uh, throughout like the next like half of the book. Let's talk about host-centricism while we're here. Yay! So host centric let's talk about what a host is first, or the, the concept of a host. The host is typically thought of by singlets, present company include, as like the real person, you know, like the, the core personality. As such, host centricism is basically the idea that everything should revolve around this one system member. Because remember, Orin is just another member of their system. He should be no more or less important than anyone else. But it seems like the rule that has been enforced with this system and that everyone else kind of goes along with, like Vaughn always, for the most part, seems to like want to run things by Orin. And the most fucking absurd thing is that Orin doesn't, let anyone else in the system use his fucking cell phone. Yeah, I forgot about that detail, and then I noticed it again, like, later on in the book, and I was like, oh shit, like, I forgot that this was a whole thing. It's, it blows my fucking mind. It's like, let, I, why? <laughs> but I also think that's, like, worth noting, because, I mean, one of the big things uh, in the book is that, like, he, like, Orin really needs to work on like communicating and yeah. just like you know, just like forming healthy relationships with other system members so this is just like one of the you know key indicators of like the fact that his relationships with uh the other system members is just like really not that great yeah that makes sense yeah but though i don't think yeah, it does so. change at the end so <laughs> it does he lets the others use the phone except for rain which I was in my oh. car listening to the audiobook, and I literally said out loud, let Rain use the phone. Let your littles tweet. <laughs> <laughs> Our littles are wonderful tweeters. It's true. <laughs> Great twits. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, 
you'll just notice in this book that everything centers around around Oren. And there is one part in particular that gets so glossed over that we're going to talk about that that gets my fucking hackles up. I feel like I'm I'm criticizing the DID representation in this book as much as I'm praising it, but I'm criticizing like such minor things. Like this is stuff about like how we view our system and how we feel that other systems should be viewed like from an insider perspective. But like it, it, this is these are like small gripes overall. Like I, overall uh, yeah. this is wonderful. I feel, and that's what I feel like you have to do when something is, like, so well-written. Like, you have to be nitpicky. Yeah. Like, cause that's all you really can do. I mean, we had very broad, uh, I guess, like, gripes with, uh, <laughs> with If I Break. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where this one, it's like, all right, we have to, we can get, like, really specific because that's really all you can do. Because overall, it's fantastic. Yeah. Also, I gotta say, speaking of If I Break and the fact that that was... DID was a third act twist there. <laughs> I have a physical copy of this book. And oh, you do. Uh, I do. This is going right on the plural shelf. And Oren comes out about having DID on like page 20. Hell yeah. Out of out of 374. Love that. Love it's that great. for us. And it's like, okay, just uh, I we we can't help but compare this to If I Break. Just mm-hmm. because it's like where yes, DID is a pl- is a major plot point in both books, but it it was very gimmicky. And if mm-hmm. I break, and it was like frustrating. Whereas this, it's just like no, like this is like a central plot point. We're gonna be very upfront about it because like that's this is what the entire book revolves around. And it's like yeah, and you know where communication is, you know. I want to say like an issue in like both books, definitely. And if I break, not so much in this one, but it's like. It's just, you know, the, the, I think it's just, like, forming a relationship is, like, the main, or forming relationships with other system members is, like, the main conflict, I guess, in this book. And it's just, ugh, like, weird, like, that, it just makes more sense that way. Like, If I Break was so fucking stupid, where it's just, like, this could have easily been resolved with just, like, the tiniest bit of communication skills, but I digress. (laughs) I think we're going to be dragging Portia more for the rest of time. I'm sorry, Portia. I'm sure you're a very nice lady, but... Oh, yeah, I'm sure she's nice. She seems <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know. Back to this, though. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah, anyway, he says don't get tangled up in, in Orin. Oh, yeah, so they, they're back in class, and Orin is a bit, like, uncomfortable, because clearly he, like, doesn't remember... What happened that what the day that um that Vaughn came over and Vaughn was like, oh, yeah, so like I met Cohen uh, and it's really funny because it's like every time Cohen is mentioned, you can kind of see that Oren like gets a little bit of a kick out of it because like he knows that Cohen's like the exact opposite of him, like just very like flamboyant and fun and and like just outgoing. So I, I think it even says that he's like fighting a smile, <laughs> like when yeah. uh, when Vaughn mentions that he met Cohen. So he's like, "Yeah, I met him. Uh, he's a lot of fun. He wasn't interested in a movie night, but he we we went out and had a good evening." And oh my god, fucking Orin like flinches and is like surprised. He's like, "You stuck around?" Yeah. Like oh, sweetie. It takes so long. For Orin to, like, believe that somebody likes him. Yeah, I mean, very long. Even when, mm-hmm. I'm, well, God, we're, like, an hour and a half into this, and we're still not at 
their actual relationship yet. But, like, even when they're dating, it, like, still takes him a lot of time to really, I guess, like, accept that, yes, like, this person loves you and loves every part of you. Yeah. Ah, oh, I love them. Also, in this in this moment here, um, Vaughn says, you didn't tell me that Cohen was gay. Orrin's teeth found his lip and there was a significant pause before he responded, we both are. Both? His declaration made my heart jump involuntarily. I lost all interest in our surroundings and watched Orrin's face. He refused to look at me, but even in the darkness, I thought I saw a hint of color bloom in his cheeks. Like, oh, that's... I'm gay. (laughs) (laughs) One of my notes here is like, am I in love with gay men? (laughs) Because it's, oh god, they're written so well. Yeah. Where it's like, I mean, just focusing on Oren and Vaughn here, like, they're both honestly, like, very dreamy. Mm-hmm. Like, in their own, like, respective ways, but I feel like Vaughn is more, like, traditionally dreamy. And then Oren is, like, more subtle about it, where he's just like, oh, damn, like, that's, oh, like, you being vulnerable with him and just, like, or, like, even, yeah. like, growing and, like, you know, being more open to things. It's, like, is very, very dreamy. Yeah. So, I mean, like, even that, like, subtle hint where it's like oh yeah like i'm gay like expressing interest but like not very blatantly i was like oh like you gotta you gotta like do the dance you know and i i feel like the dance is really like understood here there are definitely parts in this book that i like mislabeled as dreamy because it's like there are so many fucking cute moments Mm -hmm. and that was definitely one of them for me yeah oh yeah so at this point um you know, so they're talking about Cohen and you know Vaughn's like oh yeah he's like very flirty and uh I have this part highlighted as dreamy and this is like right before we get into like learning more about the um, other system members but oh this part with only the street lights and moon highlighting the gentle curves of Oren's face I couldn't look away it was a rare moment when he held my gaze and I became captivated by the vulnerability behind his eyes there was something in his looks a softness or tenderness that warmed my insides the notion that anyone would treat him unfairly disturbed and angered me. He didn't ask for such a complicated life. From everything I'd learned, he was the victim and one of the unthinkable crimes I couldn't even wrap my head around. So, like, just not the, not the second half necessarily, but like the I first. I roll at that last part. Yeah, I was like, oh, I'm like, why not highlight this whole thing? No, the first part though <laughs> was very like, ooh, warmed my heart yeah. a little bit. But this is when we learn more about everyone else in the system. Yeah, so Oren's like, well, like, you've met Cohen, so we don't really need to talk about him. Like, you've experienced him already. Reed. Reed can be difficult. He's hard-headed and intimidating. My therapist describes him as my protector, which maybe I never realized before. He's straight. He doesn't trust anyone. For the record, Claudia is our protector. Yeah, I think she mentioned that in the last episode, so (laughs) hopefully folks remember that. So, okay, I couldn't help but, like, try to draw parallels between uh Oren's system and the alexandrites and so i was like okay like protector you know so that was like parallels well we'll get through them okay okay? sorry well because also i i figured i would let you lead the conversation because i don't want to like say things that you might not be comfortable with like me saying you know yeah um okay so that was reed the protector uh then we have Rain. He loves animals, art, Lego, playing outside, basically anything a normal five-year-old likes. He's busy and chatty, obsessed with Batman. I hear him talking almost nonstop some days. Precious. (laughs) 
So there's Theo. Uh, Theo doesn't trigger the same. He's been with me the longest and kind of has a place in my structured day. He's easygoing, not much to tell, meticulous, straightforward, organized. You probably won't meet him. And then, okay, so yeah, that's Oren, Cohen, Reed, Rain, Theo, and then the last one. Oren unconsciously rubbed his arms and squirmed. The action drew my attention and instantly reminded me of his scars hidden under his shirt. My stomach turned as I realized I may have inadvertently just asked about the man responsible for those scars. Don't fret over it. It keeps the bad stuff away, Cohen had told me. I don't want to talk about Cove, Oren stammered. And then right after that, I have something highlighted as dreamy. <laughs> Not wanting to frighten him, I cautiously and slowly reached out and took his hand. His eyes widened and he flipped his gaze to mine once again. He didn't wrench his arm free, but held himself perfectly still as though frozen in terror. The reaction tore a hole in my heart. Mistrust and fear swam behind his eyes, yet he couldn't even find the courage to pull away from me. I didn't lift his sleeve like I'd intended. I didn't have to. Turning his wrist up, I touched his inner arm through his shirt, feeling the raised marks I'd seen the other day. The entire time, never breaking my eyes from his, I instilled as much reassurance as I could. Did he do this? So, like, obviously, the whole, like, you know, cove, like, you know, hurting the body and stuff, like, not dreamy, but just, like, how intimate that was and how like it's tender it really is and like you know Oren is very uncomfortable with like physical stuff and so also for him to allow vaughn to like touch him in such a way it's it's just very intimate so i was like oh like just uh just i love them so much (laughs) yeah (laughs) so then he mentions how Cohen said that that the self-harm, quote, keeps the bad stuff away, and he asks what the bad stuff is, and then Reed, like, instantly comes out and says, it's time for you to go, and kicks him out of the house. Oh yeah, Reed comes in hot. He's like, for some reason, you must be under the impression you're welcome here, but you're wrong. Like, he's just... Reed takes no shit. Like, not... Like, he doesn't budge a single inch... Not even a centimeter. Yeah. I also find it funny that he's, like, one of the younger members of the system. Yeah? Yeah, he's, he's like, the sec well, third youngest if you count Rain, but he's, like, the second youngest ahead of Cohen. Oh, right, because he's only, like, three years older, younger than him, I mean. Yeah, he's, like, 23 or yeah. something. So Vaughn leaves <laughs> because he was kicked <laughs> out. Oh, yeah, he can tell that Reed just, like, really doesn't like him, and he's like, why, what did I do? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Vaughn has so much why would I, what did I do? <laughs> for, for real though, like <laughs> during the entire book he's just like why? In chapter 6 we get a, a shout out to YouTube videos about DID. Yep. <laughs> so like uh this is Vaughn doing more research and so he says based on the immediate way I'd been I'd been presented with Reed, I assumed Oren may have been triggered into switching. Knowing what, we, what we've been discussing and understanding how Oren's therapist had explained Reed as being a protective altar, I assumed I'd cause the switch, which unintentionally and felt horrible. So yeah. this is like him, because like over the course of the book, he does like start to learn uh, Oren's triggers. And mm-hmm. so this is like the first instance of like him really realizing what's going on. Yeah. And so uh, he runs into, you know, he talks to Oren in class and Oren is like I'm really sorry that Reed kicked you out we uh we have this journal that we all write in and Reed said that that he did that and I 
you know, I just want you to know that it wasn't, you know, it wasn't me who wanted you gone. Um, and Vaughn, <laughs> Vaughn is just like, yep, yeah, I definitely get that. It's really okay. Uh, Reed kind of surprised me, and I wasn't sure what I'd done to make him upset, but no harm. Um, and Orin very sadly says, and we can still work together tonight? <laughs> and Vaughn says, I hope so. Oh, and right after that, I have um, a little, little bit of a dreamy thing. <laughs> he studied me for a moment, the unique color of his irises catching the light and shimmering with a joy I hadn't seen before. Much to my contentment, a hint of nerves released from his entire body and the shy smile I'd seen only a few times returned. You're a really nice guy. Thank you. Everything about him sung through me in such an unexpected way. I was like, ugh, that line yeah. sung through right, right. me. Yeah, so... They go back to his place again. Oh, um, yes. Oh, and he meets Rain. Yeah, so they ha- they're like talking about their marketing project, and they're like, okay, well, let's design a billboard. And so Oren's like, oh, yeah, like there are sketch pads over there. Like, I will grab some markers. And Rain loves to draw, and that's what brings him out. Yeah, he, um, he finds a picture of the Batmobile in one of the, in one of the sketchbooks, and... Rain is like, I drew that. I can teach you how to draw that. It's really easy. Oh, it's very cute, like, <laughs> seeing Vaughn interact with Rain, because he's like, I don't fucking know how to interact with children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, there are a couple times where he's just, like, around Rain and just, like, very clueless, and he's just like, I don't know what to do. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> five-year-old um, boy, what do, I, what do I do? Yeah, and uh, Rain is like, if we're going to draw, we have to draw in the Batcave. That's the rules. And Vaughn is like the Batcave, and Rain takes him down the hallway to to this room, and it's Rain's room, like it is decorated with Lego and Batman and stuffed animals, and pictures he'd drawn were all over the walls. Vaughn is like, "Do you share this room, or is it all yours?" And uh, <laughs> and Rain calls him a noodle brain, and says that it's it's his room only. I did have something highlighted here that made me laugh. Yeah. His legs were folded out behind him in a W, like a child might sit, with his butt planted on the carpeted ground. Just seeing the awkward position made my hips and thighs hurt, and I wondered if Orin ever had residual cramps or pains from Rain's behaviors. <laughs> my note there was, aha, old man Vaughn. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, with with this this whole thing with Rain having his own room in this two-bedroom townhouse, uh, I'll say that we actually got a two-bedroom condo for for us, specifically because Susan, uh, who's 14 turning 15, or system-wide, her own room, so not unrealistic, yep. to be honest. It doubles as the guest bedroom and, and our studio for YouTube videos, but it's Susan's room. Yeah, he's inter- he's interacting with Rain here, and he's, like, clearly very clueless as to how to interact with, like, a child. Um, <laughs> and I he's, like... He does, I think, like, the the adult interacting with a child, even though they don't really know how to thing, and calls him Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's like, is everything okay, Buddy? And I just thought that was so cute. Yeah. So Orin comes back after a little bit, and um, he doesn't know what the hell happened. Uh, he just realizes that they're in Rain's room, and they, they leave, and um, he says, that room is specifically Rain's, I don't use it. Colin says, he explained. Orin ran his fingers through his hair and smiled shyly. Of course he did. He's possessive with his face. (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, and so they actually do decide to watch a movie, uh, and they watch Deadpool. <laughs> it's such a it's such a dumb detail for me to bring up, but I love that they shout out specific movies. Uh, <laughs> I have another uh, haha old man Vaughn thing highlighted here. <laughs> they're they're done watching the movie, and the the movie ended, and it says. It was late when the movie ended, and I could barely drag my ass off the couch, groaning as I slung my bag over my shoulder, <laughs> Oren laughed. What? I laughed with him. Getting old sucks, you just wait. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. That's why I talk. I tell my brother that all the time. My brother's two years younger than me, and I'm like, it takes me two days to recover from a hangover. Just you wait, bitch. And he doesn't believe me, but now he's like, oh, wait, I'm starting to get it. I'm like, yeah, oh, no. <laughs> it happens fast. <laughs> Fuck, man. I can only have, like one maybe two glasses of wine before i get like hungover yeah i can only have vodka sodas now because anything else will like immediately get me hungover and just like make me feel like shit because of all the sugar <laughs> yeah jesus uh they leave and you know Orin's like you probably think i'm completely crazy at this rate and uh i don't think you're crazy i can't imagine walking in your shoes if i if i do things that frighten you or say the wrong thing just know that i don't mean to I would never want to cause you to be upset. I only want to be a friend. Which, you know, Vaughn, you don't only want to be a friend, but... Yeah. Also, holy shit, we're almost two hours in and we're on page 75 of 374. <laughs> we got a fucking... It, there's so much fucking happens in so this So much happens! Oh, they go to an art festival, like, the following month. Yes, and it was actually Evan's idea, so this is, like, us seeing Evan, yeah. like, kind of, like, develop. <laughs> yeah. And so they have a nice time there, but then uh, Oren hears wind chimes and just just bolts. Yeah, so Reed switches in. Oh, also, uh, Nikki James takes another, like, word for word from YouTube. Uh, it's like someone taking you for a ride in the car, but you're traveling in the trunk um, for, for, like, uh, switching and amnesia. Ah. Yeah. After afterwards, like Reed immediately switches out, and Orin's like, "I don't like wind chimes." And then they talk more about switching. I do have a dreamy highlighted here. Go right ahead. Uh, you're a beautiful person, Orin, inside and out. Anyone who has discarded a chance to know you better is an idiot. Nothing about you is crazy or frightens me off. I just want you to know that. Yeah, that is actually a popular highlight. Yeah, in, in the Kindle version, it had like <laughs> seventy-two highlights or something. Which I'm surprised by how many people read this book. Like, if I break, like, the popular highlights had, like, two highlights. Oh. <laughs> Here it's, like, 93, 72, 84. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, they go back to the festival after that. After a beat, he dropped his gaze to the ground and shuffled ahead of me, making his way back towards the festival. There was a soft blush in his, in his cheeks I hadn't missed, and it warmed my heart. Oh. Um, so, actually, they, they talk about more about, like, I guess the whole, like, system dynamic. Yeah. Um. And so, yeah, that's when they talk about the whole, like, trunk thing. So they're talking about now, I guess, like, a co-consciousness. And so Vaughn asks, uh, will it, so uh, re regarding uh, Orin forgetting things or, like, just having, like, blank spots in his memory, uh, will it always happen or is this something that can be resolved with therapy? I'm sorry if that sounds dumb. I just don't know how this works. And Oren says, not dumb. It's a process that I've only just begun. Right now, my therapist is working on us all getting along. I struggle with that because certain alters upset me. Cove? Oren nodded. He hates me. I've tried to block him out or control him, and it makes everything worse. 
Our doctor wants us to communicate and come to an understanding in our internal structure, all of us. The main goal is for something he calls co-consciousness or co-sharing, all of us working together in an agreed-upon way, which would mean awareness while others were fronting and agreed switches. There is also integration, which would basically mold all identities back into one person, but I'm not even close to making that decision yet. We, we have a lot of work ahead of us. Yeah. It, you know, very solid explanation. Yes. Because, like, I just, like, really want to emphasize here, like, Orin and Cove do not get along. Or Orin yeah. doesn't like Cove at all. Yep. All right. So, after that whole thing, the, the hiccup with Reed, and after they enjoy the rest of the art festival, uh, Orin goes silent. Oh, yeah. This is a very intense chapter. Or, yeah, Oren doesn't come to class, and, you know, he didn't tell, and, like, at this point, like, Vaughn considers him a friend, so he's like, oh, like, why wouldn't he at least, like, text me saying, like, oh, I'm not gonna be in class today, especially because, like, they're also partners on this project. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, like, Vaughn texts him a couple of times, and, like, oh, hey, like, you good? He's like, I'm taking notes for you, like, everything okay? No answer. He even calls him, uh, and it goes... I would say it goes straight to voicemail, but his voicemail box isn't even set up. So he actually, Vaughn actually goes to Oren's place uh, because he's like, I mean, he's gone totally radio silent on him, like knocks on his door, no answer. And I guess there have been times that uh, Oren's kind of ended up in like some random place because another altar would be like, oh, like, let's go somewhere. Uh, So he thinks like maybe this is what happened, but He's just, like, super concerned because he hasn't heard from Oren in quite some time at this point. Yeah. And so after, like, a few days, he hangs out with Evan and Evan's, like, he tells Evan that he's worried. He hasn't, like, seen or heard from him. He went over, but nobody was there. And Evan's, like, just go over there again. And so he does. And Reed answers the door. And Reed has bandages down both of his arms. I think both of his arms. He has bandages on his arms. Vaughn's like, holy shit, what happened? And Reed's like, it's not your fucking concern. Like, I, you know, we don't need you here. And I, uh, you need to understand I will do everything in my power to keep him safe. But right before that, though, like, Reed is very, like, adamant, like, this isn't your problem, like, you need to go. And... Vaughn is like very adamant. He's like, no, Oren is yeah. my friend, and no matter what you want to believe of me, I do care about him and I want to make sure he's okay. What happened? So yeah. and it does say that like even like Reed flinched because this is Vaughn like really asserting himself and being like, no, like I refuse to like let you fucking kick me around. Like, no, Oren's my friend. Yeah. Which like hell Good yeah. Shit. Yeah. Um so yeah, he says, I'll do anything in my power to keep him safe. And Vaughn goes for the lowest fucking blow and says, if that's true, if you're supposed to keep him safe, then why did you allow that to happen? If somebody said that to Claudia, like, after having, like, bandages down her arms, and she would probably simultaneously cry and beat the shit out of that person. You don't say that shit. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I read that and I, like, physically recoiled. I was like, oh, like, no, 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 no. no. Fucked up. And Reed says, uh, don't cast judgment on things you don't understand. Like, 
I understand Vaughn's frustration, but like Reed also has a point where it's like you don't know what's going on and he's very quick to like judge. Mm-hmm. But like again, like I understand his frustration where it's like he's he wants to be Orin's friend and you have Reed like getting in the way of that. Mm-hmm. So Vaughn says right after that. You act as though I'm a threat, but you haven't spent a minute even trying to get to know me. I've gone to great lengths to understand Orn, and I tread very carefully around things I know nothing about. But I would never hurt him, not like you. Which, ooh, again. Yeah. And Reed says, that right there proves how little you know about us. We are protecting him, not harming him. I'll tell you one more time, you don't belong here. In my eyes, you are a threat. Go home. Yep. He says Orn will come back when he's ready. And he, he just goes home. He waits for Orin to text him, and I think it's another, like, few days. And he gets a text just saying, like, can you talk? Yeah, because, like, I mean, he he goes to Orin's house on Thursday, and then he didn't even, so Orin didn't show up to class on Friday either. And so it wasn't until Sunday that he, uh, oh, no, no, Sunday he got a text from Evan to confirm football plans, and then it's during the football game that yeah. he receives that text from Orin. So, yeah, it's been a couple of days at this point. Yeah. So, Oren opens up the, a phone conversation with, I'm sorry. Vaughn's like, I've been worried about you. Like, I came over to your house and Reed was there. Like, what happened? And he's like, I don't want to talk about it over the phone. Can you come by after my writing class on Monday? So they agree to that. As we talked about with, like, the, the like, kind of savior complex thing. There, I did highlight that it says dreamy, though. Deep inside, a growing part of me yearned to pull him into my arms and hold him until his distress and inner turmoil calmed, knowing that it may never, and that it was probably a permanent part of who he was, only intensified the ache in my chest. I also highlighted that. It's funny because I looked on Nikki James's website, and so many of her books are, uh, are described as hurt comfort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, described by Makes her sense. as hurt comfort. I wonder if Nikki James has fan fiction. <laughs> Gotta be. But hurt comfort? Yeah. That's fanfic lingo. Oh, so <laughs> that that part that you just read, I highlighted my comment for that. I was like, I'm literally going to die. <laughs> so he goes over after the class. Um, they have hot cider, which apparently Theo bought because um, he was excited about fall things being in season. <laughs> and so they, they talk. Oh, so uh, it, this was after Oren's creative writing class so Oren says that he doesn't like the class as much and Vaughn's like why is that I would have thought creative writing would be the better class and Oren okay he shuffled and the tips of his ears pinked with his shy smile because he passed me a quick glance and clenched his jeans as he fidgeted nervously you you aren't in it so it's lonely no one talks to me they talk a lot about me behind my back but I'm not stupid the confession did a combination of things It irritated me that people could be so cruel and shun someone who was a little different without even knowing them, especially at an age that was past dramatic teenagehood. Also, the statement warmed me in a way I didn't expect. Knowing Orin found comfort in my presence was a win I'd been hoping for. And my note for that was, I'm going to punch a wall. (laughs) (laughs) It's so good. So good. So they talk and Vaughn does something stupid, in my opinion. What? I think I think that's after this little note I have here, which I think is worth noting, yeah. is that Tuesdays and Thursdays mm-hmm. are when uh they have ser- therapy sessions yeah. with Dr. Delmar. Uh and here Oren says, 
sometimes it doesn't go well. Progress can be, um, there's a lot of resistance. His gaze dropped along with his volume. Cove and I don't get along, and sometimes it makes things worse between us. Yeah. So th therapy sessions are definitely a, a trigger for them. Yeah. So, so Vaughn, they're sitting there, and Vaughn, like, reaches out and, like, gent gently, like, grasps Oren's arm and, like, turns it and, like, rolls up his sleeve and, like, takes off the bandage that he has. Yeah. Um, which I found fucking weird. Yeah. Where it's like I, I guess I, un like he, he says here that he feels like a burning desire to care for Orin, and I get, I, I guess I understand like wanting to like really know the person that you're interested in, but like that's just I feel like I felt like that was too much. This scene could have been written a different way, where it's like Orin goes to like change his bandages and he needs help, and this is where that scene happens. You could keep it the same. Just, but no, he, like, takes them off. What? Yeah, Vaughn takes them off. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Because <laughs> there are parts, or, I mean, like, right after this, too, I think he does help him put the bandages yeah. back on, but it's just, like, you know, you didn't have to have include that first part of him, like, undressing his wounds. That's just... Yeah. I don't know. That did rub me in a really weird way. Yeah. So, anyway, he talks about Cove. Um, Orin says, he knows about my past. He hates me. Maybe he blames me. I don't know. To achieve co-consciousness, like I explained before, Dr. Delmar says I need to accept Cove, except he's angry and violent. I try to hold him back and not let him out, but he gets free and then he does this. Dr. Delmar doesn't understand. I sometimes think Cove is trying to kill us. He cuts, he burns, anything he can do to make us hurt. I'm trying to stop him, Vaughn. I really am. So this is a great time to say uh, that I really identify with Cove. <laughs> as somebody that was one of the parallels i drew yeah. as somebody who showed up to this fucking recording wearing all black with eyeliner all around my eyes my fucking fishnet uh gloves and my barbed wire necklace <laughs> like and someone who has had a history of self-harm i've been uh nine years clean now um thank you thank you and, like, you know, still been, I've had issues with suicidality in the past. I really empathize with Cove, and I empathize with being hated by members of your system. Like, being really, really hate, wanting, people wanting you to not be there. It's, um, it's fucked up to feel, you know? Yeah, yeah, that was, uh... Definitely one of the parallels that I saw. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So it just, yeah. I mean, just like being able to relate that back to like you and the rest of the Alexandrites made it like definitely like hit differently. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, oh shit. Like, I don't know. Like, it just, I don't know. I was able to see it in like a different light because I'm like, oh, like I've, you know, like, I'm friends with you guys, and, like, I know that this is what it was like for you at one point. Yeah. I mean... So it's like, damn. Yeah. It, I, this is the relationship that Sandra and I had for a while. We have a very... Yeah. We had a very similar dynamic, um, where we're very tied in origin, but, you know, one of us got blamed for everything. Um, mm -hmm. You know. It is what it is. So, okay. 
then we have like a little bit of a dreamy point where Oren apologizes because he's always apologizing and it's like, sweetie, mm-hmm. no, don't apologize. Um, but Vaughn, like, you know, brings his face, uh, his hand to his face, encourages his chin up and is, it says, you have nothing to be sorry about. Uh, and then we get like, this is the oh, kiss. this is the kiss. Oh my God. Okay. Oh, okay. I loved this. Okay. The kiss is also very well written. Oh, so good. Okay. Okay. Just like, I wouldn't call this like a slow burn. This was like a steady yeah. burn, but like, oh, the payoff is beautiful. Mwah, so good. Can I say the consent in this book too? Oh, yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Cause like there are times and we'll, oh God, there's so much more to so cover. Much. Uh, where it's like, <laughs> there's so much in this book where, um, uh, Vaughn clearly does something that makes Oren uncomfortable, which causes like Reed to switch in. But like he's very con or he tries to be as conscious of it as possible. Okay, so oh, okay, this entire like page is highlighted <laughs> for me. Um, okay, so you know their eyes are locked. Uh, Vaughn is cradling Oren's face, St- seeing the steam. Oh my gosh, seeing the stormy blue gray worry in his eyes was enough for me to lose myself. His features were so delicate and soft every gentle curve pronouncing his beauty in the most subtle of ways. I couldn't pull away. His gaze flicked about my own face and twice fell to my lips before shooting back up with an edge of panic. I moved toward him before I had enough sense to stop myself. Simultaneously, I drew him closer, sliding the cupped hand to his nape. As fearful as I knew he was, he didn't resist. Within inches of his face, I stilled. Our foreheads brushed close and his breath ghosted my lips, but I didn't move farther. I want to kiss you, I whispered. His nose brushed mine and he spoke with unwobbled breath. I know. I smiled at his response. It wasn't permission, so I pressed closer until our lips were a hair's breadth apart. Is that okay? He nodded at the same moment his fingers hooked around my arm and secured themselves with an uncertain hold, almost like fear required him to ground himself in some tangible way. Like, ugh. Yeah. Just, and, that, and that's not even the kiss yet. That's just like right before. He just gives him like a couple of chaste little pecks. He says that, that he likes him. Oren asks why. Ugh. And he says, why not? You're incredible and I'd love to get to know you. Your strength and determination, you fascinate me, Oren. Um, anyway, Oren starts fucking freaking out. And he goes into the bathroom and uh, he eventually is like, I need help re- re-bandaging myself. And while they're doing that, Oren says, like, I like you too, Vaughn, but I can't give you what you want. And Vaughn says, you don't know what I want. Basically, Oren's like, without saying it, he's like, I'm not a person who can who can have sex because of like my my past. We actually get a little bit of an internal monologue where Vaughn talks about how he has like a very low sex drive. He Vaughn is like demisexual. He's yeah. somewhere on like the ace spectrum. Um, oh, he absolutely. Says it wasn't, yeah, like especially yeah. compared to Evan. He says. It wasn't that I didn't enjoy sex, I did, but the intimacy that surrounded it was far more important to me when building a relationship. Sex was always a bonus, but I didn't go seeking it like Evan, nor did I require it with the same urgency as as I did oxygen or food. Uh, I wasn't like other men. Anyway, Oren's like, I really don't think that this can happen, because I think that I don't think I can give you what you need. And Vaughn says, like, that's okay. Like, I I want to be your friend. Yeah, Vaughn's 
like honestly such a good sport about the whole thing where he's like, I guess you know how I feel now, but I'd be more than happy to be by your side as a friend if that was all you wanted. You take control here, Oren. If friendship is all you are able to give me, I understand. If any part of you wants to test the waters of a relationship, I think you'll find I'm more than a patient, okay? Yeah. Like, yes, yes, respect boundaries. Sometimes I wonder, I'm just like, is the bar just like super low? <laughs> like, Maybe. But it's so good. Uh, but like, uh, it's so it's nice so to have good. someone tell you that. As somebody who's who's been fucking sexually traumatized and abused, like, it's really nice when you can trust someone that they're not going to force anything. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, it just, uh, for him to like vocalize it or verbalize it like that is just like very, I don't know, just like reassuring. And Oren definitely needs yeah. that. And it is just like yeah. nice to hear, read, whatever. <laughs> so anyway, they, they cuddle while they watch a movie and uh, Oren quietly like closes the distance between them and holds uh, Vaughn's hand. And that's the end of the chapter. And uh, then it gets towards Christmas. Brandis. Vaughn sets up a very cute not date where he makes like dinner and like I mean he sets the <laughs> mood like with like the with the he got his fancy plates that he inherited from like his grandmother or something. He's got like music on. He made like chicken and potatoes and shit. Uh so it's like, oh shit, like the this is like a very intimate setting, but it's Don't not Don't worry a date. about it, dude. Don't <laughs> not a date source cute just trust me <laughs> so, uh so he goes to pick up Oren uh because it's like you know there's been like a shit ton of snow and it's like these sidewalks are impossible to locate so he's like I'll just pick you up so he brings him over uh so Oren's over at his place and is like very like clearly observing the the uh the setting here uh, <laughs> he didn't comment, and I worried momentarily I'd gone too far until I caught him smiling to himself when he thought I wasn't looking. So it's like, you know, we're like, Oren is not very comfortable, like, expressing, like, his desires mm -hmm. and stuff, or, like, or acting yeah. upon them. Uh, so it is very cute that he was just, like, like, smiling when he didn't <laughs> think that Vaughn was looking. Um, and then this part did make me laugh. Uh, the ambiance rang of intimacy regardless, and Oren's posture and constant fiddling, coupled with the random shy smiles when our eyes met, told me he'd noticed. With my already obvious failure, I snatched a book of matches and lit the candles anyway. Fuck it, it's a date. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they talk a little, uh, we actually get to learn a little more about Theo. Theo loves to cook. He fills the freezer with, with all kinds of meals. Um, and Oren, uh, Oren starts to get very embarrassed, like, talking about his system, which, like, yeah, that's what it's like. Um, you get very self-conscious around, like, new people mentioning it at all until they make it very clear that they want to hear about it. And, like, Vaughn's also, like, great at, like, trying to make him more comfortable, where he's like, oh, like, my mom would love yeah. Theo. Like, they could talk about recipes and food and stuff. Oh, and it's actually at the mention of his mom that she he mentions that she's putting on a family Christmas dinner, uh, and he invites Oren. Yeah, um, not as a date. Um, don't don't worry. Not a date. 
he initially kind of turns him down and he he says, you know, people don't understand me and I don't want to like switch in front of your parents. Uh, Vaughn says, it's okay, I shouldn't have asked because I couldn't leave it there or have him group me into that self-made category of uh, people who don't understand. Um, I added, not all people. You know I understand, right? I know you try. Which, oof. Fucking Yeah. Oof. Uh, yeah, so eventually, um, Oren does, like, concede where he's just like, yeah, he's like, I'll go. And Vaughn's like, are you sure? Like, you don't have to go. Like, I shouldn't have asked. I know, like, social situations like that make you uncomfortable. Um, and Oren says, it's not fair. You've tried so hard with me. Being an amazing friend, I... I need to try, too. I'm just afraid. Yeah. And so they have a little intimate moment in the kitchen where Vaughn just kind of, like, hugs and holds Oren, maybe, like, a little tight. And, like, or he constantly describes how Oren smells really good. And Yeah, like yeah, citrus, citrus and spice. <laughs> and he just kind of, like, gently breathes that in, and that triggers Reed. And so Reed is out and says, don't ever fucking touch us like that again <laughs> he's like you know we're not interested in dating and <laughs> Vaughn's like it's not a date <laughs> and it's like it's not how yeah. it looks <laughs> uh um oh yeah so he's like yeah i'm just like trying to be a good friend and reads like this is not like these aren't actions of a friend he's like gesturing towards like the fucking, like, music and the candles and stuff. It's like, no, like, this is clearly yeah. a date. Don't bullshit And so Reed me. starts to try and leave, and Vaughn, like, races to the front door and, like, slams it and holds it. And he's like, why can't this ever happen? And Reed says, because we don't trust you. And he leaves. And then the next day, <laughs> Oren texts, at, quote, as, is, as was custom, Oren texted me the following day apologizing for something he had no memory of. Trying to speed through here. We're we're like almost halfway. Oh my god. But yeah, so this is uh the Christmas party yep. now. Vaughn goes to Oren's place and Oren comes out like impeccably dressed and he's like, Oh, like, hey, what's up? And it's like, oh shit, like this isn't Oren. This is very clearly Cohen. Uh so it's Cohen who's going to be going to dinner now. And Vaughn, you know, told his entire family that he was bringing Oren along. But that's not who shows up. And he 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 kind of kicks himself a little bit where he's just like, I should have figured this because Oren doesn't exactly thrive in social situations like this. This is very much Cohen's element. And he for some reason didn't explain the DID to his parents. He, yeah, he didn't. So something that I caught. So they get to um, Vaughn's parents' place and... So his mother, like, comes to greet them, and she's like, oh, like, you must be Oren. And Co and Cohen doesn't correct mm -hmm. her. Uh, so it's actually, like, Vaughn who does. So I was just wondering, I'm like, do you think that Cohen was just going to play along with it? Maybe. He also didn't correct, he didn't, like, directly say it was him when, when Vaughn showed up. Vaughn just was like, oh, this is, this is Cohen. Yeah. He must have, like, heard it in his voice or something, or just, like, he, you, he can tell by just, like, his overall demeanor that that's yeah. not Oren. But, yeah, so that was just something that I was wondering, because I did notice that, yeah, Cohen never corrected Vaughn's yeah. mom. 
And so I was just wondering if that was just kind of like a whole like protection thing where I know like Cohen isn't like the protector of mm-hmm. the group, but you know, he's, you know, I feel like he's a social protector. Yeah. I, I like, I almost feel like that would be a natural response mm-hmm. to that. So, yeah. <laughs> and Vaughn's mom is like, Oh, sweet. I'm so sorry. She, she's like, you know, you must be Orin. And Vaughn's like, no, this is actually Cohen. Mom. And she's like, Oh, sweet. I'm so sorry. I've been so like, jostled all around because of the holidays i think i i just forgot your name and she like gives vaughn a look that makes it clear that she did not forget his name and that she wants an explanation <laughs> later and so they have a nice little night cohen is very social everyone seems to like cohen and cohen is very openly flirty with vaughn like the whole time yes yeah, so uh, Vaughn's brother is even like, oh, so, like, you guys dating? And Vaughn's like, no, we're not dating. He's like, well, like, does does Cohen know that? <laughs> and so they go down to the beach because um, Vaughn's family has a, a house very close to the beach. And uh, at the beach, Cohen and Vaughn kiss. And Vaughn feels so conflicted about it. Oh, um, yeah. He really fucking beats himself up over it. You know, because even though he really feels like Orin is who, who he wants to be with, he can't deny that he he's really attracted to Cohen, too, and he really, he really like, enjoys his company and stuff. Like that, and on top of, like, the physical attraction, too. Yeah. So it's like, and, and it does say that, like, uh, Cohen is everything that uh, Orin yeah. isn't. So it's like he's, yeah, oh, the the internal conflict yeah. is strong here. Vaughn, like, pulls back, and Cohen says, Babe, listen to me. He removed his mitts and cupped my cheeks with his warm hands before stroking a thumb through my stubble. I see your confusion. I can feel the pull in your heart. Um, he moved a hand to, <laughs> to rest on my chest. Understand that when I tell you this, I can give you things Orin can't. I know that the intimacy you want with him, I can give you that intimacy. You don't need to fight it or feel guilty. They kiss again. Vaughn just feels so guilty that he pulls away. He feels like he's cheating on on Orin, even though they're not together. (laughs) And even though they share a body. It's like kind of wholesome. It's like all honey. But um, yeah, so it's it's, uh, Christmas Day now. And so Vaughn is on his own because uh, his brother Lucas has a family of his own, like he has a kid and stuff. And then his parents go visit distant relatives. So he always spends like Christmas alone uh, and he texts Orin just to see like what he's up to. And like is very like he's so cute about it where he's just like, oh, like, you know, did Santa bring you anything good? And Orin's like, haha, like, no, I probably wasn't like good this year. He's like, well, did it at least bring you coffee? And he's like, no coffee. And then, yeah, Vaughn's like, well, what if I bring you coffee? Fucking yeah. adorable. So he brings him coffee in, like, fucking travel mugs and <laughs> spends Christmas with him. Yeah, and we, we get to open up the freezer and see that Theo just packs that shit full of amazing food. Like, they get quiche yeah. out and stuff. Uh, So that's just very fun. And... Yeah, they're just like spending time and it's like really cute. And oh, and this is where um uh Vaughn tells Orin that Cohen is the one who came to dinner with him. 
Uh, and <laughs> yeah, so they talk about that evening a bit. I told you Cohen came with me to dinner at my parents' house the other day. He nodded and a hint of a smile turned his mouth. Seeing it, I sneered playfully and smacked his shoulder. Are you going to laugh at me now? You know I told my mom I was bringing you and never went into any details about your DID. So when I showed up with Cohen on my arm, yes, glued to my side, what do you think she assumed? The faint smile turned into an all-out chuckle and his hand shot to his mouth in an effort to hide it. Swelling pride bloomed in my chest as I watched him laugh. Such manifestations of joy were infrequent. Seeing it was enough to make my Christmas complete. So fucking Aww. cute. Well, I continued drawing on the moment. I'm sure I'm probably some man whore in her eyes now. <laughs> <laughs> he, like, very guiltily tells Orin, like, like, Cohen and I kissed at, at this dinner, and Orin, Orin tries really hard not to laugh at him because he says he already knows. And... And He's it's so written cute. in in their journal, and uh, oh my god, I gotta read, I gotta read what this journal entry says. Had Christmas dinner with the sex god who is Vaughn. His fam was sweet and the food was fab. Vaughn seemed uptight <laughs> at first, but I managed to help him relax. Um, maybe maybe took advantage of the fact he was too much of a gentleman to say no to me in front of his rents. Uh, finally got him alone and tasted that delicious jawline I've been eyeing. Even managed to encourage a kiss from him. It was short-lived, and he panicked, but fucking hell, I could use me some more of that. <laughs> Would you set him straight already? I can tell he feels it too, Cohen. <laughs> Orin makes it clear that, like, he's okay with Vaughn being attracted to, to Cohen and being intimate with Cohen. First of all, there's a, a steamy kiss, and they decide to, to officially become boyfriend and boyfriend here. It's so cute. Uh, uh, Vaughn mentions like how attracted he is to him, and the yeah they they share a steamy little kiss, and Orin says, "Will you be my boyfriend? Will you make it official? I can't promise you anything. There are a lot of things you don't know about me, and there are probably things I can't give you, maybe ever. But if you know that and it's what you want, yes. I know there are barriers, but I want to try, Orin." It's great. It's highlighted streamy. Oh, and he says there should be no guilt. Uh, I explained how, although we are individual, separate people, we are as much of a part as a whole, a part of a whole. If you accept me as your partner, you need to accept all my altars as well. They were all created with a, for a reason, and each of us has a purpose. Cohen excels at being social, and is the furthest thing from shy. I think you'll learn that he's right. He can give you things I can't, and that's okay, Vaughn. There should be no guilt. Cohen is a part of me. Where I cower, he thrives, and I would hope, and I would hope, you two can form a bond as well. And if it's an intimate one, that's really okay. It's not weird to me in the least, and it doesn't make me jealous. How can it? Um, here's where host centricism comes back in, and we fucking hate parts language. Some systems like it. I, I get it, I guess, but like we are so individual people, and it's like yeah, we are part of the whole in the sense that we are all part of the system and we all share body but if you try and tell me that like dice is the part of me that that can fuck you when i can't it it feels like it disregards them as a person altogether you know oh okay yeah yeah where it's like this is their purpose yeah. and that's it where it, it, yeah. it like becomes so clear that that's not like that's not how it's being treated and not how it's really being seen either it almost makes me feel like Orin is talking down to him a little bit in retrospect here. 
that I mean, like honestly, reading through this, that is how I kind of like perceived mm-hmm. it a lot of the times, where it's just like because it it is again very host centric, where it's like this is Or and he's the original. Everyone else just like serves a different function and doesn't really exist outside yeah. of that. Yeah, so I re- I really got it during the whole with the whole like Cohen mm-hmm. thing, especially is where like I really you saw really it. need to. Vaughn needs to just fucking accept he's in a one-body poly relationship. Yeah. That's it. You're dating two people who just happen yeah. to share a body. Get over it. <laughs> okay, so skipping ahead. Oh, so they're talking about their, uh, Oren's writing class, and he's been assigned an, assign- or assigned an assignment, no shit, uh, to write about his childhood, which he does not feel comfortable doing uh, for a variety of reasons, including the fact that he doesn't even really remember some things. It really, like, sets him off, where, like, he's, like, kind of panicky, and Vaughn, like, knows that this is, like, triggering him that Reed's going to come out, and he does not want that to happen, because he and Reed really don't get along. And so he actually, like, tries to, like, center Orin to get him to stay present. And uh, so he, okay, so this is the part where he does get a little, little pushy here, and tries to like like keep Orin to the front by like kissing him and it was like a little too forceful yeah. about it and so Reed just like pops out and is like no and like shoves him away and like wipes his mouth and like like spits and stuff like he's disgusted. Reed starts like trying to walk home when they're like nowhere near home. They're like miles away from from Orin's house. And Vaughn is like at least let me drive you home asshole. So he does, and while they're driving, Bond starts trying to make small talk with him, and he's like, "Do you like football?" Oh, oh, because like he remembers that um, Oren mentioned that Reed was like a mm-hmm. weightlifter, and so he tries to bring that up, and Reed's like, "Don't fucking yeah. talk to me." <laughs> but yeah, so they switch over to football conversation, and uh vaughn sees that as like his in and he's like well let's go see a game yeah they go to a sports bar yeah to infernos which is where uh evan wanted them to go like before whatever and so but reed's also just like this isn't a fucking date all right like i'm straight and (laughs) and i think like vaughn says something was just like well like he's like that's nice and i'm gay but i'm not asking you on a date dipshit i'm asking you to have a few beers at the bar with me and watch the game if that's dating, then someone should inform Evan because we've been at it for 20 years and he has yet to put out. <laughs> and Reed, Reed unintentionally laughs and tries to, to hide it as a cough. It's so, it's honestly like so funny. It's very <laughs> cute. Because it's like, uh, Reed's trying so hard to like dislike him, but Vaughn's also very trying very hard to like win him over. And so here, during this date, we get some fucking juicy gossip on the system. Oh, uh, it's not a Oh, I'm date. sorry. Source dude, just trust me. <laughs> um, this this manly bro out with uh with Reed, we get some juicy gossip on the system. First of all, we get a, a talk about like all these relationships within the system. Um, we get told that Cohen and Cove have an on again off again relationship, which is huge news to be honest, and it explains yeah. why Cohen is more okay with the self-harm. So in their inner world, Cove and Cohen date. Um, which, yeah, system members can date in the inner world. I haven't. I've pulled, pulled around with one or two people. But uh, nothing serious. Um, <laughs> and it's an open relationship, and they fight a lot, hence the on-again, off-again. Vaughn asks if 
if Cove is also gay, and he and Reed tells him that Cove is bi, and that uh, Theo is asexual, and Theo is also the adoptive father of Rain. Uh, oh, and Reed and Theo are brothers. That's the other connection. They talk about the inner world a little bit. Their inner world seems very detailed. Oh, and here's another like host centric thing, mm-hmm. uh, where Reed mentions that there's no dating outside the inner world. Only yes. Oren can date. Only Oren can date. Could you imagine? Monogamous people are fucking crazy. I'm sorry, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just like, especially with systems, I can't imagine yeah. trying to be monogamous. As a system. Like, first of all, we have fucking 25 people. Even discarding the kids, it's like a dozen. And so, like, just getting a dozen adults to be like, we are only dating this one person seems like a lot of effort when there's so many varying fucking sexualities and genders. And it's like, Reed is straight. And, like, he just, he doesn't get a say in this. He just gets to play second fiddle to Orin. Yeah, and, like, the reason this comes up is because he's, like, very blatantly checking out a woman, and uh, Vaughn, like, gets kind of, like, jealous, because it's, yeah. you know, he sees, like, Oren's, you know, body and face, uh, and so Reed's like, yo, stop freaking out. We all have a contractual agreement with Oren. I may break rules on occasion when I feel it's best for him, but that's one rule I won't cross. So relax. She has nice tits and a man can look, can't he? Yeah. It's... I don't know. Anyway, they go home. Vaughn is like, you know, I had a nice time with Reed. Like, mission accomplished. Um, oh, and Vaughn comes, or Reed comes back to the car after he leaves. And he's like, why, why are, why do you want to date him? Why don't you just want to be friends? And Vaughn says, because he means more to me than that. I can't deny the connection we have and the way he makes me feel when we're together. He warms my heart in a way I haven't felt in a long time, maybe ever. I'd never heard him read. I wish you could believe me. We still have 200 pages to go. Yeah, holy shit. Though, to be fair, the last, like, 100 pages of this book are all fucking denouement. Yeah. It's all just like, this nice thing happened, this nice thing happened, we can Yeah, it, we it's, can it's cute, fluffy shit. Yeah. Oren and Vaughn are, like, at a date at Oren's house, and they start kissing, and Oren starts getting, like, really hot and heavy with him. And after a point, he realizes, wait, this isn't Oren. This is Cohen trying to, like, sneak by me here. Yeah. Not cool, first of all. Nope. Oh, but yeah, it's just, like, to further, it's, like, further emphasizing the point uh, that, well, Cohen's just, like, I can give you stuff that Oren can't. Yeah. Yeah, so he, ta- so he talks about that to, with Evan. So yeah, Evan's just kind of like, well, what's the hang up with Cohen? Like, why won't you just like sleep with him? And Vaughn's like, well, he's not Oren. I like Cohen a lot in a completely different way than Oren. And so it's okay with Oren that Vaughn be intimate with Cohen because Oren's like, oh, like I can't give that to you. Uh, and so Evan here like makes like a fairly good point where it's just like, oh, like Evan, okay, coming yeah. through. Uh, Vaughn, Evan interrupted. I swallowed my next words and waited for him to continue. I think Oren is telling you that you can have all those things, just not in the same fashion regular people do. This isn't a typical relationship, so the answer isn't as straightforward. You told me before they are individual, but together are part of a whole. 
So, all that passion you're feeling, the stuff you can't express to Orin because it could be damaging, give it to Cohen. I can tell just by how you're talking about him that you want to. In a backward, non-typical, weird-ass way, it's the same thing. You just need to learn where to direct your feelings. They all balance his system, or whatever the fuck you called it. So you need to balance the way you express yourself. Yeah, shithead, I do listen when you talk to me, so shut your mouth, you're attracting flies. Yeah, and so Vaughn's like, yeah, I'll do it. I'll go over there and, and tell him. Evan says, and by the way, you have totally fallen in love with this guy and probably don't even realize it. Yeah, he's, he's fucking got it bad. Oh, oh, he's, this man is down horrendous. <laughs> yeah, he's, he goes over to Oren's place and is all ready to, to be, you know, I don't know, excited with Cohen. I don't know. He, he's going over there to be the boyfriend. And Oren doesn't come to the door when he knocks. But he clearly sees that somebody is home. And so he, like, he goes around to the back of his house for some reason. And, yeah, like, well, knocks I on guess, the door there. Yeah, well, cause, yeah, which I thought was, like, a little aggressive. Like, I yeah, a understand. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Cove actually comes to the door. He's, like, playing with a lighter. And this is a, a therapy day. Um, so evidently it didn't go well. Uh, so Cove is out and he says, like, this isn't a good day. Go home. Triggering self-harm. While they're talking, Cove just takes the lighter and starts burning his finger. Like, to the point where Vaughn starts to smell like burning flesh. Yeah, so he tries to take the lighter from him, and he's like, why do you do this? And Cove is like, physical pain is nothing. It's easier, and I told you it didn't hurt. It's fine. And then Vaughn's like, it's not fine. And he's, like, trying to, like, ice his finger and, like, can only find, like, a bag of peas. So he's, like, just, like, trying to take care of him and stuff. But, like, Cove's, like, not having it. And he goes outside for a smoke. So, yeah, he, so Vaughn gets to, like, talk to Cove at this point. So Dr. Delmar tells us that facing it is part of the healing process sometimes, bringing them to the surface. I told him I'd rather die than reveal those things. Now, wouldn't that be fucking blissful? No more. I deserve it to die. And he's he's very clearly just in pain. So Vaughn does the thing that I hate. Like, this is my biggest gripe with the book. So I said what I hoped he wanted to hear. I need to gain his trust. It was up to the professionals to poke at him and encourage him to speak more, not me. Thank you for protecting him, I whispered, barely able to spit out the words. Fuck you. No, really. Fuck you. Like, I hate, I hate this shit. This this is the host-centric shit that bothers me. Where yeah. it's like, Cove did not choose to protect Orin, first yeah. of all. He is a victim. He didn't, even if he chose to protect, he didn't do it to protect Orin. He did it to protect the whole. Yeah. If somebody fucking told me, like, thank you for protecting Sandra. Thank you for I your would, service. Yeah, yeah, thank <laughs> you for your fucking service, you soldier. I, w- I would be so mad. I, w- I would probably hurt them, to be honest. Like, I just don't... Th- this fucking logic. And I get it. I really do get the logic. It's just... <sighs> yeah. It's so tiring. It's so tiring to see Vaughn this late in the game be like, thank you for protecting the real one. Because that's what it feels like he says to me. 
like, but the, at the same time, though, I don't, I feel like I can't entirely fault him for that because, like, what Oren's also been, like, saying has been yeah. very host-centric. Yeah. So that's just the way they've been written. You know, I'm autistic. I just expect everyone to think like me. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but, like, yeah, like, I, yeah, I mean, like, it just felt it, so gross. Yeah. Yeah, no, I actually had that highlighted too because I was like, ooh. I'm like, mm. no. Again, very host centric. The far better line is much later where he gently like hugs Cove and he says, You're safe. Maybe not from his haunted mind, but I'd be damned if I'd ever let harm come to him again. Not to Cove, not to Oren, not to Cohen, Reen, Rain, or Reed. Not even to Theo, who I'd yet to meet. That I did highlight as much like, better. Oh yeah, and dreamy. Yes, I highlighted that as dreamy. Um, but yeah, it's after a little bit that um that Oren is fronting again, uh, and he apologizes again. Oren, poor Oren's always apologizing. Yeah, so they they like ice his burn and stuff. It's very evident that it was Cove who came out, and. Oren, again, really does not like Cove, so he seems, like, almost, like, embarrassed about what happened. Yeah. He's, like, very tired at this point, and so Vaughn's like, all right, like, I should, I should probably go. We talk about Cohen again, about, and uh, this, again, where it's just, like, he can give you what I can't. He is part of me, the part of me who is able. I know, I admit it. I'm considering it, as far as, like, being intimate. Yeah. So at least he's like warming up to the idea now. Yeah. They they finally end the fucking marketing project <laughs> storyline that we've skipped over entirely. Uh they do this final presentation and Vaughn's like, Are you sure you want to split this in half? Like I can just do the whole thing if you want. And Warren's like, No, I've got this. And then they do the presentation, it's very obviously not Oren. And it's not Cohen either. And Vaughn after the presentation is done, he just kind of follows him out and he's like, Theo. And Theo is, is very happy that he, he was noticed. And he just says, like, this was, this was agreed and we switch very easily, he and I. Yeah, Theo is, like, the only one who is, like, I guess, the, like, he and Oren, like, share, like, co-consciousness. Mm -hmm. Or at least the easiest. Yeah. And, like, it, I guess, and Theo can, like, switch at will. Mm-hmm. So, and it, they also mention, I don't know if it's at this point or later on, that Theo and Theo is, is the closest to Orin, like, personality-wise. And so I think Vaughn even says where it's just like, oh, like, if Theo wasn't, like, ace, like, I would definitely be, like, you know, into him, too. <laughs> yeah. So then comes the bit of the story where they're in Toronto. Yeah, so it's for, for Orin's birthday. Yeah. So it's a, it's a week before his birthday. Yes. They, they make sure to mention that. Yes. I love that they mention different system members can have different birthdays. Yeah. Because he says that uh, not, not everyone in the system celebrates the same birthday as him. In fact, most of them don't. And I actually have the same birthday as, as the body. Um, me, Sandra, Glow, Sunny all share the same birthday. But... Other people in the system don't. Susan is, is in July. Claudia is also in July. Dice is in October. It we've we've got them all over the the calendar. Um, I also like how they mentioned that like 
some system members don't age. So like Rain yeah. is permanently five and Vaughn's like, oh, geez, like a five year old. And uh, Cohen is permanently 19. Yes. And he's like, oh, God, a 19 year old derogatory. Actually, I think that's where <laughs> I made this note. Yeah. <laughs> they go to um, this hotel in Toronto because the plan is that they're going to have like a nice little weekend. They're going to go to the CN Tower and eat at this revolving restaurant. And uh, they're going to go to the Royal Ontario Museum. Very cute little weekend plan. It's also their first time spending the night together. Yes. And Vaughn was like, I can get two beds if you want. And Oren's like, I'm a big boy. We can sleep in the same bed. Yeah, it's like we're boyfriends. Like, yeah. it's fine. And so uh, one thing I don't want to skip over is this one really fucking mean thing that Oren does to Vaughn, where they decide to get, um, they get this, like, Vietnamese food. And, oh, um, yeah. Oren clearly knows knows a lot more about it than, than Vaughn does. And Vaughn, like, is kind of poking at it, and he's like, what's this? And Oren says, it's tripe. And I went, oh, no, because I know what tripe is. <laughs> Yeah. And he says, what is tripe? And Oren says, just eat it. And he eats it and he's like, it's fine, I guess. And he he Googles what is tripe. And he finds out that it's it's a uh, cow or sheep intestines. And he vomits. Yeah, yeah, which I was like, oh, shit. Like. And Oren laughs uproariously. And apparently Vaughn finds this funny as well in a like okay okay kind of way but as somebody who's we're fucking picky eaters we don't eat meat we don't like not being told what's in food i mean if nicole if you were like if i was like what's in this and you said just try it i would say no what's in this i'm not <laughs> eating it until you tell me what is in it i didn't want to tell you that there was poison in it but now i have to <laughs> yeah poison or worse a tomato i like read that and so like i'm peruvian and uh, we have this dish called anticucho, and it just reminded me of my childhood where I was like, you know, it's just like meat on like a skewer that my grandma would throw on the grill. And I was like, oh, this is so good. And I would eat it no problem. Then my mom told me like, oh, you like that? I was like, yeah. She's like, well, you know what anticucho is? I'm like, no. She's like, well, it's it's beef heart. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. And it scared me for like a long time. I didn't eat it. Uh. And then tripe also freaked the fuck out of me. And it's only recently that I started eating tripe because now I'm like, ah. Oh. I'll try new, I'll try things I didn't like in the past and see how it goes. And I'm fine with it now. But at the same time, it's just like, don't not tell me what it is. Yeah. I didn't eat anticucho for a very long time after that because <laughs> it just like freaked me out. Like, just tell me. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, eh. also, like, what if it was something he was allergic to? <laughs> yeah. Anyway. So they start kissing and they start getting a little bit, a little bit passionate. And um. yeah, where Vaughn even tells him, like, straddle me. Yeah, Oren feels Vaughn like get hard and and get Reed gets triggered out. Um, it's so embarrassing to say these these things. Like Reed, <laughs> Reed gets hard, like. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Reed uh Reed pops out and is like, no, fuck this! Like you're going too far. And mm -hmm. Vaughn gets frustrated because he's like. Vaughn has now gotten to the point where he's, like, pretty good at, like, reading Orn and, like, is not pushing him. Mm -hmm. And so he was like, no, but, like, this is something that Orin wants. Like, why are you interrupting? And Reed's like, well, it's not like I'm just coming out to be an asshole. Like, it, he doesn't trust you. Yeah. 
and it's like damn that's that's a big reveal yeah so reed goes out and doesn't come back until like the middle of the night he tries to apologize and and vaughn's like never be sorry for stuff like that it's not your fault like we're okay so the next day they go shopping they go to the cn tower and i'm afraid of heights oh my god me too scary. um me and claudia share that apparently <laughs> oh yeah so yeah they go out to dinner and then they come back to the hotel yeah they have a, a brief conversation about sex where it's kind of retreading but Orin is like i really wish that i could do that and i really want to but i i can't like i'm tired of being afraid Vaughn says, like, don't don't push yourself. But like it, if you are ever able to give that, like, I would love it. So they're back at the hotel at this point, and Vaughn drops the L bomb. He says, Orin, you are the most amazing person I've ever known. There is no one in the world I'd rather be with. I've completely fallen in love with you. I forgot that was here. Yeah. You don't need to say it back. I only wanted you to know how I felt. You mean everything to me. I understand you have many obstacles in your way when it comes to forming relationships, and I'm glad you've allowed me the chance to be part of your life. And then he fucking Orin says, no one has ever loved me before. Yeah. What? Like, every everything Orin says is the saddest thing I've ever fucking heard. Seriously. <laughs> Vaughn says that's their loss. They don't know what an amazing man they're missing out on. And he tells him to, to go shower because he wants to snuggle him so hard. So Orin goes into the shower, then he comes out and is wearing just like, just like tight black underpants, like that's it. And they've never been anywhere close to this naked with like, each other. Not even shirtless. Yeah. And um, it's Cohen. And Cohen says that Orin asked him to switch and that this is, this is like very planned. So they have... A really hot sex scene. Honestly, yeah, I was I was listening to the audiobook of this and I was like, oh my god, like I was yeah. like I had to fan myself off. Uh because also I just wanna say that what's the narrator's name? Adam Adam Gold. Honestly, has a really hot voice. Yeah. And I was so, like so, oh, so go ahead. There's one thing that makes me laugh every time he does it. He hits the word dick so hard. He does, yeah. <laughs> His hard dick against my ass. Dick. But yeah, so I was, oh my God, I I had like my windows open. I had to like close them. I was like, because there was somebody mowing the lawn and I'm like, oh, I don't want them to hear. Like, this is very loud because I was like doing shit around my apartment or whatever. Uh. Uh. But yeah, very hot scene. Yeah. And before, um, before it, uh, he says... Like, okay, I whispered, but Cohen, your feelings are just as crucial. In no way do I want you think thinking that you don't count. I kissed his mouth and spoke in a hushed tone because you count. I know, babe. We've just been waiting for you to catch up. Very, I love that. So they have sex for like 20 pages. Seriously, but also I thought it was really funny that, um, so like, uh, <laughs> Vaughn didn't like pack any condoms and stuff. And so Cohen was like, well, Theo packed the bag, so I'm sure he put them in there. And Vaughn was like, well, why would, <laughs> like, why would they be in there? Like, does, like, what, 
Uh, but yeah, no, like Theo did pack condoms, which is like good looking out, homie. Yeah. <laughs> Theo knows what's up. Theo. It's re- I just thought it was really funny because it's like Theo looking out, but also Theo being like asexual, but was just like, I know what's going to fucking happen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Important information. Vaughn tops. Also, yes. Vaughn is a switch, but he tops Cohen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because he, do- he does say like, oh, like, what do you want? I'm good with either. And Cohen's like, I want you to top me. <laughs> Hot. Hot. Oh, God. Okay, I just, if I could read this entire scene out loud, yeah. uh, well, first of all, it's impossible because I would get flustered, uh, but <laughs> also, like, I totally would because this is, just read the book. It's, it's yeah. so hot, honestly. Honestly, my favorite part is when he, when he gives Cohen a blowjob, like, right before. Oh, my God, yes. There's it's... another, like, really sexy part later on that just got me like, whew. Like, as... None of the other books that we've had have described, like, oral sex on a man. Like, the closest we got was Anderson's nine-month scandal with, like, I've been learning things with my mouth. But, like, this, this is so, like, loving and passionate. It's so well-written. Yeah. Like, oh my god. And, like, you know, I don't have these parts, but I was like, oh my god. (laughs) I do, and I was very much like, oh my god. (laughs) And I'm not somebody who, like, who likes that sort of thing normally. But oh, it was it was very good. Yeah. Oh, and there's a moment during sex where um, Vaughn like compliments Cohen. He's he's just like, here, look at you, you're like so beautiful. And Cohen like winces, and they just decide to move on from that. But afterwards, um, he asks like, why why did you like wince or hesitate then? And Cohen says, because this body isn't me. Maybe it's what you physically see, but when I see myself, I don't look anything like this. It's just the body. Oren's body, I guess, not mine. Vaughn says, I never thought of it that way. I guess I always see what's in front of me. I know, and that's to be expected. I guess when you told me I looked incredible, I saw you looking at this body. It made me sad because you aren't seeing me. And Vaughn says, like, like, tell me about yourself. Like, I want to know what you look like. And that fucking romantic. Oh my Man. god, yeah. Oh, and then so, uh, just Cohen telling him, uh, close your eyes and see it in your mind. Don't look at the body in front of you. And then, like, describing himself. And Vaughn's like, you're beautiful, Cohen. I can see you perfectly. And what's more, the man you describe suits your personality so much better. Yeah. Do you really think so? Absolutely. I'd never lie to you. From this day forth, I will see you for who you really are. But you should know, this physical form you wear means very little. It's your heart I love and your kindness. Yeah. Nicole, pop quiz. Do you know what I look like? I don't know what you look like. So. Weren't you like a, I thought you were like a shadow. I am a shadow. Oh, okay. (laughs) But I, uh, I, I have this weird cross between like looking like the body when, when we were like 19 Mm -hmm. and, you know, looking more distinctly male than we do now and being, you know, a silhouette because I've, I've been kind of a cross between the two for a while like me and my my sister glow we're both shadows but we're also both something else she's uh, i'm also human and she's also uh, a banshee so it's uh i don't know uh, it's nice to have that include and be seen you know i'm mm-hmm. sure claudia would fucking love that as well oh yeah cohen and vaughn sleep shirtless and vaughn's like won't Oren be bothered by this 
Cohen's like, he he needs to get used to it. Oren wakes up the next day, and he is actually fine with it. He's surprised, but fine. They go to the Royal Ontario Museum, um, which Oren is really excited about. He wants to see the Vikings and uh, all sorts of other shit. He's a big history nerd, apparently, even though this is like the only time we hear about it. And so they're walking around the museum, and they come to the dinosaur section. And Rain switches out, and Vaughn's like, oh no, how could this have happened? <laughs> I tweeted about this because I just could I not believe that. the stupidity. <laughs> like, they have a five-year-old boy in their system, and you took them to see fucking dinosaurs. What did you think was going to happen? So I have uh, a very quick story time yeah. for this, because I thought it was like so cute how like excited Rain was and stuff. Mm-hmm. And so when I was a a child i have a little brother mm-hmm. and we went to the aquarium and this aquarium had like rotating exhibits in one room and so one time they had like a dinosaur exhibit and my brother was like terrified he's like i don't want to go in there he's like there are dinosaurs in there i'm like well they're not real they're robots because they were animatronics he's like that's even worse so it's so fucking funny it's, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's like poor brother <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so he would not have been as excited as Rain was at the museum. Yeah. So Rain, Rain is so excited about the dinosaurs, and he is so openly himself there. He actually, like, hangs out with a group of little kids looking at dinosaurs for a couple minutes, and one of the kids asks, like, are you a kid? And he's like, yeah, I'm five. And the kid's like, how come you're big like a grown-up? And Rain says, because I have to be, I guess. Which is it's it's so good, and the kids like okay. Yeah. <laughs> um. Anyway, some some people are like openly fucking ableist about this too, like to to kind of an unrealistic level where this one mother, she says, "Excuse me, what the hell is your problem? Since when is it okay for you to shove children aside like that?" And she says, "What the hell is wrong with him?" And it's like, lady, mind your fucking business. This uh, this guy is obviously mentally disabled in some way. From an outsider perspective, at least. Yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. So anyway, they have a nice time with the dinosaurs, and then they try and look at other exhibits, and Rain's like, I'm so fucking bored. And (laughs) so Vaughn's like, let me just, let's just go home. And they get McDonald's on the way home, and Rain falls asleep in the car. Oh, and yeah, and then uh, Oren wakes up, and he's like, well, what happened? And, uh... Vaughn lets him know that he spent the whole day with Rain. Mm. And Oren's like, wow, like, you're amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it's very cute. They go out for a date with Evan and his... Oh, Evan, by the way, is side side note here. <laughs> that girl that Evan picked up at the beginning at, the, at that bar, he's been dating her for, like, seven months now. Her name's Christina. Christina, spelled with a Y. And cool. a K. So cool. Love that for her. I gotta say, all these names feel like you went to, like, when you go to a name generator and just hit random and pick every name. (laughs) It's like, they're all so odd, but also, like, with the system names, I get it. System names tend to be unconventional. But, uh, I don't know, Evan, Vaughn, Lucas, Christina with a K and a Y. (laughs) Afterwards... They pull into Oren's driveway, and Oren starts to go, and then he's like, Vaughn, like, why don't you stay the night? I don't want you to go. So he he does. He comes in, and um, they get ready for bed, 
and then they start kissing, and things get heavy again, and Oren seems, like, really determined to, like, keep going. They're making out, and, and Oren tells him to, like, stop, and he, like, starts tearing up. He says, like, it, it feels really good. I'm, I'm sorry, I just panicked. Vaughn, like, realizes, like, he, he sees and realizes that this is, like, the first time that he's been physical with Oren, and Oren has, has gotten hard, and it seems to, like, panic him. Oren's like, I want you to, I want you to keep going. I'll tell you if I need you to stop. They do kiss for a little while, and Vaughn starts to, like, try and, try and, like, touch him a little bit. Not, like, he starts, like, wandering his hands down there, and Evan goes, or, fuck, too many fucking names in this book. <laughs> and Oren goes completely still, just does not answer when, when spoken to. And he starts saying, like, I'm bad. And it's, it's Cove. Cove starts fronting, and he's very unstable. He's, he starts, like, crying and yelling, saying, like, I'm sorry, I know I'm bad. Like, let me go, I promise I'll be good. Um... And he, he, like, goes downstairs and, like, grabs a knife from a drawer. And uh, Vaughn grabs him and, like, and, like, restrains him. And um, just holds him there for apparently hours. Just trying to, like, calm him down until Cove is, is calm enough to drop the knife. And he talks about how he wants to hurt himself because he hates the body. He says, you know, it's, it's ugly, I'm bad. It's disgusting and wrong. I hate all of this body, this skin. I'm so ugly. I'm so, so bad. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. And it really does take a toll on Vaughn. Yeah. It, this really, like, scars Vaughn. Yeah. At, at the end of this night, they go and, like, lay on the couch. Like, Cove just kind of lays in Vaughn's lap. And Vaughn asks to hear, like, what Cove looks like in the inner world. And, um, he's goth as hell. Um, and he plays guitar and likes to write songs, and he falls asleep. Vaughn does not fall asleep, or at least not for very long. Uh, and the next day, they had beach plans the next day, and, uh, Cohen wakes him up and is all happy, and is like, let's go to the beach. And Vaughn has just got a thousand mile stare, because he had to restrain, you know, one of, <laughs> one of his boyfriend's system members from hurting himself for hours. Oh, he, yeah, he's drained. He's fucking exhausted. Yeah. Like, mentally, like, emotionally, and, like, also physically, because he didn't, he barely slept. Yeah. Like, ugh, yeah, he, no, that, it was a super rough time for him, and Cohen is like, oh, like, are you feeling okay? Like, you're looking a little, like, rough, or, he says, you're looking a little gray. All, all Vaughn says about it is, like, I'm okay, rough night. Yes, but, you know, they, they made plans to go to the beach, and so Vaughn follows through with that. Uh, Cohen buys a Speedo because <laughs> uh, he didn't want to wear the boring swim trunks. Oh, and then he, oh, this he is... jerks off Vaughn in the parking lot. <laughs> Which, like, is honestly, like, kind of hot. It was so... I <laughs> it didn't was expect so... it to be hot. It was really hot. Uh, this is another one I was listening to, and I was like, oh, yeah. I had to fan myself. Actually, no, this is the scene that I had playing mm. while... With, with while my window was open and the guy was mowing the lawn outside he probably heard i closed the window like at the last four and a half sentences of this thing. <laughs> i was too focused on the on the scene <laughs> yeah like 
oh my god some of this yeah oh my god but yes and like so they're in the parking lot and it's like the door and then like cohen's body like shielding vaughn from like being seen by like (laughs) other people and he just like fucking like slips his hand into his like swim trunks because he's like rubbing sunscreen on him he's like oh and Vaughn's like i don't think i need sunscreen there and then he just starts to like jerk him off he's like relax let me oh yeah he just and he keeps asking like relax does it feel good and i'm just like over here like sweating (laughs) uh he says god you're so hard i love it and i'm like oh my god (laughs) Oh god, I'm actually blushing right now. Oh my god. (laughs) I'm all flustered. I like don't get flustered reading smut or like writing it. The only time I get flustered is like when I'm like saying it out loud or like reading back shit that I wrote because I'm like, oh my god, who allowed me to be this horny? (laughs) Yeah. Uh so but oh man, what this got me flustered. Yeah. So they, they hang out at the beach and they have a, a brief conversation about how, like, how do you deal with not looking like the body? He says he does little things to help him. He fixes hair, hair how he wants. He buys clothes that he wants. And he tries to avoid mirrors. So they go home and Cohen's like, do you want to come in? Like, spend the night? And Vaughn's like, no. <laughs> and <laughs> Cohen's like, did we do something wrong? And he's like, no, you've done nothing, Cohen. I had a rough night last night. It's probably best I try and get some sleep for now. And, uh, oh boy. Yeah, and like, oh, and yeah, like he kisses him and he's like, I love you, don't worry. He's like, I just need some rest. Because it's like, yeah, like it wasn't, like, Cohen who did anything. It's no one's fault. Yeah. It's not even Cove's fault. It really isn't, but it's like, but Vaughn is like also like rightfully exhausted. Like yeah. he did have a rough night. And here's where Evan rightfully like says you're like broaching on codependent. Oh my God. Yeah. Evan, like we like know that he's a good friend and, you know, I like seeing how him like kind of like learn how to, how to like talk about DID more and stuff. Yeah. But like, yeah, no, at this point he like gives some, some tough love. Mm. And, like, he really tells Vaughn shit that he needed to hear. Yeah, he's, like, you know, he's been doing this a lot longer than you've been together. Like, he can take care of himself, which, yeah. Yeah, like, Vaughn's, like, spiraling where he's, like, it's so scary. I feel terrible. Like, I did this. I Like, he thought that he was the one who, like, you know, well, he's, like, I triggered something causing, like, Cove to come out. Evan put his beard down and removed mine from my hand. Whoa, stop for a minute and take a breath. Just... Try to calm down. Vaughn keeps spiraling. And he's like, fuck, just stop for five seconds, Vaughn. Breathe and listen to me. First of all, none of this is your fault. What happened to him as a kid isn't your fault. Do you hear me? Fuck, okay, I'm going to be a blunt asshole right now, so deal with it. When is the last time you took time for yourself, Vaughn? I mean, ever since you met Oren, you've thrown yourself into this relationship full force. Don't get me wrong, that isn't a bad thing, and we all do it when something is new and exciting. But look at yourself. You've said a million times, Oren isn't like other people. From where I stand, I can tell he's a fuck of a lot more complicated. The problem is, Orn isn't one guy. He's eight or whatever. Six, I corrected. Fine, six. <laughs> Vaughn, you aren't just throwing yourself headfirst into a relationship with one guy like normal people. You're drowning in a pool of six. You've been so busy maneuvering your way around six different people and making sure that you get to know them all and form relationships with them all that you've left no time for yourself. You're burnt out. Yeah. 
and then and Vaughn's like inner monologue here is he didn't get it. No, that's exactly what's going on. Yeah. Like, I'm just thinking like, you know, without even like including like any romantic shit in there. Like I, my social battery would run out just like getting oh, to know yeah. one person. Imagine getting to know six people at a time. That's like so much. <laughs> Imagine we were like that, like all the time. Oh my god, <laughs> it's exhausting to even think about. So, like the next day, Theo actually comes over because he hasn't heard from Orin for a while. Theo comes over and he's like, "Orin needs a break. He's spending time recovering in the inner world. I don't know when he'll be back, but he needs time." He says that you know. Coven and Orin are at odds. Uh, they need to work together, and when they work together, things will get better. But Orin really fears knowing Cove. Vaughn asks, like, you know, Orin keeps, like, pushing himself to, like, try and, and have sex with me. Like, is, is that hurting him? Like, is this possible? And Theo says it is possible in time. You can't rush things. Trust is the foundation for everything. Yeah, and, like, right before that, like, Theo mentions that What's hurting Orin is the system's malfunction. Yeah. I think if he learns to work with the flow instead of against it, he'll be able to achieve more of the things in life he wants. Because, like, yeah, I mean, it's been pretty evident this whole time that, like, he doesn't really have good relationships with any of the system members. Yeah. So we don't hear from Orin for a week. And then Vaughn is in a meeting at work and he gets a call from a hospital. And Orin has been checked into a psych ward. Because he hurt himself, or Cove hurt himself, like, really badly. Vaughn is, is Orin's emergency contact. Apparently, they, they talked about it a couple of months ago, and, and he uh, put him down as an emergency contact, which I think is cute. So he goes down to the psych hospital and is freaked out by, by being around so many mentally ill people. Um and me hanging out with our friends <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> me spending time by myself <laughs> uh he sees Orin there and he says that like he he's so afraid that cove is just going to kill himself one day and he hates him he hates him so much oh so in the last chapter uh theo actually suggested that vaughn try to encourage Orin to like accept Cove yeah. and he thought that like oh maybe hearing it from you and like not just like a doctor or you know other system members would like incentivize him to try yeah. more so that so Vaughn tries to like kind of ease into that whole situation like Cove has a tattoo so he's like oh like maybe you should get a tattoo yeah. like they have a session with Dr. Delmar that uh Vaughn sits in on and Delmar tells him the same thing, like, I'm getting tired of seeing you here, like, after hurting yourself all the time, and you need to work with Cove. They get home, and yeah, he says, like, maybe you should, like, let Cove get a tattoo and let him express himself, because he, um, you know, needs that. We're, we're past page 300, Nicole. It's, it's denouement from here. Final stretch. Four-hour, three-little-word episode. Let's go. Jesus Christ. Okay, so, uh, chapter 25. Vaughn brings Orin to his parents' place, so they actually get to meet Orin. Yeah. And not Cohen. Oh, and this is where his mom asks the most cringe-worthy question. I, I physically recoiled at this. His mom asks Orin, 
do you have any family? Do you have any brothers and sisters? And it's like, oh, no. No. Oh, no. Don't do that. Uh-uh. Orin, like, says he doesn't know where his family is, which honestly pretty pog. Like, good job to Theo, who got them out of there, apparently. Yeah. But, yeah, so, but, like, I also thought it was, like, worth noting that Orin was trying to, is, like, trying to be mm-hmm. open about, like, being a system and stuff. So, Vaughn's mom is, like, cooking. So, Vaughn's dad asks, oh, do you cook? And Orin says, not really, but Theo does. And so, uh, Vaughn also explains, like, oh, like, it's one of Orin's alters who, like, really loves cooking. <laughs> one of Orin's alters enjoys cooking. He makes some pretty fantastic food. And, yes. You're on to me. I love Theo's cooking, and I'll make any excuse I can to come over and eat. Plus, the company is nice, too. <laughs> so it's, like, it's cute. Like, he's, you know, trying to get him, like, to be more comfortable around he's his parents cute. and stuff. Very cute. Uh, so, yeah, then they talk about uh, Oren's book real quick uh, and how Oren is writing a book about, you know, his biography slash autobiography. So Vaughn's dad it's like oh like what's it about and you know says like it would be an interesting read and that he wouldn't mind buying a copy for himself when he's finished so it's just a very cute very wholesome interaction um vaughn announces that he has an interview for a different company doing marketing yeah so it's him trying to get out of his like little funk that he's been in they mention like child his childhood again yeah they talk very briefly but oh it's oh they were asking about how did you get away and then that's when uh, he says that it was Theo who got them away. And Vaughn asks, like, oh, like, do you remember anything about your childhood? And Orin's like, nope, I have very few memories. So the system starts going back to school uh, for more, like, creative writing stuff and English things. And they've decided that, like, Cohen gets to, like, go to class and be social as long as Orin is able to remain co-conscious. And Orin does the tests. Yeah, and it's yeah, because um they decided ultimately to not just stick to night classes and to go ter- during the day, which, yes, there are more people around, so mm-hmm. it's more of Cohen's scene. Yeah. Just, like, age-wise and also, like, social-wise. <laughs> oh, this is Oh, is this the, 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 the best sex scene? Yes. You want to so, talk about this one? Oh, no, I mean, I'll start, but y'all want you to talk about it. So, okay, so we get another another spicy scene here where, and, it, and it's Orin who is, like, initiating and, like, trying to, like, push his own boundaries. And, oh, this part where Vaughn asks, do you trust me? Ugh, and then Orin's, okay, his eyes took on a shimmer and he smiled with his heart. Yes, I trust you. For the first time in a year, there was no reluctance behind his words, and a wave of emotion brought tears to my eyes. I blinked them away and caught his lips again, kissing him with all my heart. Ugh! God, this book is so fucking romantic. It's, oh my god, it's so romantic. But yeah, so, because, I mean, there have been so many times where Orin switched out, and it was because he didn't fully trust Vaughn, and that was, like, one of the, that was a real, you know, punch to the stomach right there when Reed told him that. Mm -hmm. And now it's, like, no, like he fully trusts him, and Vaughn says he doesn't want to lose him because you know he's every other time that this has happened, like Reed's popped in and been like, uh-uh, but <laughs> Reed's cock blocked, uh, <laughs> you know. So Oren says Reed's close, but I told him it's okay. I'm okay, and Vaughn just reassures him, like you know, if you want me to stop, just ask and I will. And Oren's like, I know. So oh, it's just it's it's so romantic. Mm-hmm. where it's like we they've fully established like trust and Oren is 
finally like able to do what he's wanted to do all this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, At least to a degree. To a degree, but I mean, like, like this is it's really not is, is steamy. Oh, it like is. Vaughn uh, saying sex things. <laughs> um, Vaughn uh, like like starts touching him like over over the pants, and then like he's he's really like getting into that and enjoying it, and he like very like gently asks like, "Can I can I touch you?" directly and Oren Oren doesn't give a, a nod he doesn't give like a, a hesitation he says yes he pants it and as like Oren starts getting close to orgasm um I'm like whispering here <laughs> as as Oren starts getting close to orgasm uh Vaughn starts like whispering encouragement into his ear Oren let go for me I've got you it's okay and it it's really fucking hot oh god okay no just all right i just want to read this bit so okay right after i've got you it's okay he clung with a death grip digging his fingers into my skin the closer he got i increased my speed as i continued to whisper words of encouragement ensuring he knew it was okay and he was safe he toppled the edge with a cry pulsing and spilling into my hand as i worked him through every ounce of his orgasm watching and hearing his pleasure was more beautiful than i ever imagined and i kissed his ear and kept him close as the extreme sensations passed and he came down y'all i'm sweating right now <laughs> i need to go to church <laughs> <laughs> oh god i'm turning so fucking red god you are the most beautiful thing i love you so much you're so oh. amazing i said against his lips I love you, Vaughn, he whispered, the words getting caught in his throat. I know I've never said it before. It It's hard for me. No one has ever... I mean, you... Thank you, he said. For what? For being so patient with me. I chuckled and nipped his lips once more before saying, the best things are worth waiting for. I really love you, he said again, taking my face between his hands. And I really love you. I'm going to throw myself off my out of my window. <laughs> third floor window <laughs> is i'm just melting oh my gosh like oh this is oh just it's dreamy it's steamy it's everything to me this is why i have impossible standards because of shit like this yeah then we have chapter just seeing how all of the different system members are like fitting into vaughn's life now we have a particularly fucking beautiful scene with cove where where Vaughn comes over and Cove is dressed like all in black. He has rings all over all over all of his fingers and he's playing guitar. He's he's really got his oak cosplay on. <laughs> he has like a, a henna tattoo on him, like trying it out over his scars. It says Together we are strong, together we will survive. And that's great. They talk for a little bit. And uh, Vaughn starts to leave, and he's like, I'll, I'll let you be. And Ko is like, do you want to listen to something I wrote? And he he's written this, like, really beautiful song about, like, trying desperately to heal. And um, I'm, I'm starting to tear up again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They go out and have a smoke, and Ko says, I don't want to live in a prison anymore. And Vaughn says, I have faith that you won't. He turned, and the self-resistance as he held back tears made his jaw tense. You're a good person. We didn't want to believe it, but you really are. And he asks if if he really loves Cohen, 
and he says that he really loves he loves all of them including him because he's you know Kobe starts to say that he's a flaw and he says no you're unique and intricate part of a whole you just haven't found your place but you will I'll do anything I can to support you I'm like trying not to cry right now it's just god oh it's just it's everything it's everything yeah. to me and then we get a scene where Reed and Evan are, are watching football. I, just, I, I, love, I love that for them. Like, they're just both mm. such bros, and it makes me so happy. <laughs> Very good. Oh, I, I love this part. Um, turned out Evan and Reed got along really well. It was more or less a love-hate relationship. They both adored sports of all kinds, but didn't agree on teams. Sundays were very entertaining, to say the least. <laughs> <laughs> Vaughn, tell your boyfriend to turn the channel back. That earned him a punch on the shoulder. I'm not his fucking boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and then, all of this is my favorite part. But my favorite part of these favorite parts, not counting the Cove stuff, which is also my favorite part, is this little date with Cohen to the mall to go get Christmas stuff so that Rain can have, like, a real Christmas. Love that. And Rain wakes him up at 5 a.m. on Christmas morning. <laughs> oh, first of all, they they agree that they should move in together after the new year. Um, oh no, wait. Before Christmas morning, Vaughn Vaughn gives Orin a blowjob. Oh my god, I forgot. Oh my how did I forget about I forgot that? that was here. There yeah. are like three like really rapid sex scenes. Hell yeah, get it. And it's also, like, this one and the, the handjob one are tied for hottest, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Oren, like, he, he, like, you know, jerks Vaughn off in, in return and tries a little bit of, of his cum, and he's, like, soon. And I <laughs> just, I just, geez. oh, it's, it's, like, oh, it's, like, so descriptive. Like, I'm gonna throw up it's so hot but <laughs> just... i like oh i licked a circle around his head and was rewarded by a slight spilling of pre-cum the intense earthy flavor hit my palate and ached right through to my own balls i glided down his shaft to the base oh my god <laughs> i um i'm bisexual i haven't been with any men but this really makes me want to oh my god <laughs> i'll tell you this book led to a really good therapy session really <laughs> yeah Oh my gosh. Did you tell your therapist to read this book? Yeah. I hope she does. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay, but oh god, that so that scene was just Oh my my face is like hurting because I like smile when I get really yeah. flustered and I'm just like Oh, oh boy. So, anyway, Christmas morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh Rain has Batman pajamas, first of all. And some reason Vaughn is like, man, where did they where they find those big enough for an adult? And it's like adults like Batman. Sir, go to Walmart. Walmart has a bunch of shit like that. <laughs> yeah, it's 2018, sir. <laughs> no, wait, 2019 now. Yeah. Um. Almost 2020. This, this book ends in 2020. This book ends during the coronavirus pandemic. Oh, oh. Oh, they didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man. Oh. 
Well, at least they moved in together so that they can just quarantine together. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, man. Poor Cohen must be suffering. My poor little social <laughs> butterfly. Oh, no. So, <laughs> Christmas morning, they have a, a lovely time. And he opens all these all these presents. Also, um, <laughs> he makes himself coffee and gives rain orange juice. Uh, I chuckled remembering a time not that long ago where I when I'd instinctively made him coffee one Saturday morning as we shared a our cartoon day and was informed that coffee was blacky. I agree, coffee is blacky. I love coffee. <laughs> I grind my own coffee beans. Uh, I'm living my best almost 30-year-old lady life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the presents is a Lego Batmobile, and he realizes that this is way too complex for a five-year-old Rain, and so he sits <laughs> on the floor and tries to put it together while Rain watches and it takes him hours that's he says, because, since when was Lego so hard? Because Legos aren't just for children, Vaughn. Yeah. <laughs> you swine. You want, you, you want to know how long my fucking bouquet took me? A while. <laughs> you want to know how fucking long this Stormtrooper helmet behind me took me? A while. Okay? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, six months later, uh, Vaughn and Oren go on a little date. Oh, first of all, Oren's book is done. Yeah. He he receives like a proof copy. Pieces and, of me. Yeah, pieces of me and it's dedicated for Vaughn who never hesitated to love me whole. Piss at the thing. <laughs> and he he tries very hard not to cry. I'm um, trying not to cry. Same. They go to this restaurant for his birthday. Afterwards, they go out and are like near near the waterfront, I guess. Uh and uh, Vaughn proposes to to Oren and Cohen. Oh. And he gives him a ring that Gisela Drummond would be very proud of. I think Rosalia Toth would be too. I've chosen white gold since Cove preferred wearing a lot of stainless steel, steel jewelry. I figured it would match and cause him less anxiety. When we discussed it, he appreciated the gesture. Embedded in the band were seven small diamonds. The cut of one in the middle was slightly different than the others. It was intended that way. Each diamond represents someone. I'm the different one in the middle. Beside me are you and Cohen, because the three of us are the most intimately connected. After are Reed and Cove, because the bonding friendships we have are distinctly powerful. Then Theo and Rain, father and son, two elements that make us a family. Altogether, we are complete. How fucking beautiful is that? Ugh, just everything about it. I, I love that he proposes to both of them. Oh, seriously, yeah. And it's, uh, here you go. Uh, Ori remained quiet as his tears silently fell. He turned the ring around in his fingers and brushed over the diamonds. At one point, his hand went to the side of his head and he chuckled through a sniffle. What's going on? Cohen is going crazy. He's so excited right now. And what do you guys think? Yes, from both of us, yes. And also, uh, we get info that uh, they actually got that tattoo that was handed on. Mm -hmm. Um... On one arm, it says, together we are strong, together we are su will survive. And on the other arm, uh, it says, I won't fade into darkness, I will be heard. Love that. And it's it's really, it's Orin and Cove. Like, finally working together. Mm-hmm. Oh, now we get a spicy scene. Yep, we get, we get the final sex scene. Which, like, is what... What book was missing this? Uh... Virgin to redeem a billionaire. Well, I mean, yeah. like, 
I think most of them all were missing. All of them the were. Yeah, so I'm glad we got our final sex scene here. Yeah, this is what we all wanted. Yep. So they they have uh, some some anal between them. I was putting money, like halfway through the book, on uh, Orin topping here. Oh. But no, no, Vaughn tops. No. Vaughn even says like, "Do you want to top?" <laughs> Vaughn's like, "Please top me." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> uh, um, it's good. It's not as high as the others, to be honest. But it's still like, oh, like it's romantic. Big, ah. Uh. I love it. It's the thrust. And then, like, so the last line of, like, the main story, not including the epilogue, is, um, are we really getting married, he asked. I could feel his smile rise against my bare chest, and I rubbed a hand up his back and weaved my fingers through his hair. Yeah, we are. I love you, Vaughn. Thank you for everything. I love you. All of you. Yeah. So good. Anyway, in the epilogue, it's a year later, and there's definitely not a pandemic happening. Don't worry about Don't it. Don't worry about it. And uh, they get married, and uh, Orin freaks out before the ceremony, and Cohen has to take over. And Cohen corrects the, the priest uh, running the ceremony when, when he originally says Orin, insists on saying, like, I, Cohen, take this man. And then, right before the kiss, Orin switches out. And he is so nervous, and he says, uh, will, you, will you just kiss me already before I pass out? I didn't need any more encouragement. Stealing his next breath, I brought us together in an unbreakable bond, one that sealed our love for all of eternity. With that kiss, we were whole. We were one. We were complete, just as we would be from that day forward. The end. The end! Nicole, it's been four hours. Oh, my Oh, wait, <laughs> what do we do first? We do ratings or we do smash or pass? Uh, smash or pass first. Smash, okay. smash, 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 smash. Yeah, <laughs> smash eternally. Yes. Um, it, I think we're putting, we're probably putting Orin and Cohen on the, uh, I don't want to say female leads, but that's why it's been so far. Really, like, romantic stories are always, like, lead and follow. Yes. And Vaughn is our lead, and the system is our follow. Mm-hmm. And so, definitely on... High up on that list. Oh my god. Honest, I mean, we, I think we have a new we have number one. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Kane Michaels, sir, your reign has ended. I think he's still going to be the uh, the man that we measure everyone to. Like, better or worse than Kane Michaels, but. Yeah, but like, oh man, just our new number one, though. New number one, Vaughn? Vaughn. Uh. Vaughn. Vaughn. He, they said his last name once. I don't remember it. I also don't remember. Oh, is it on the back of the book? Warren Patterson. Vaughn Sinclair. What? That's a cool name. Vaughn Sinclair. Yeah, right? Sounds bougie as hell. Yeah. Uh, um, but yes. All the altars to Smash. Yes. Especially oh. Cove. Cove, call me. <laughs> <laughs> but oh my god, yes. I just. Ah, uh, I love them all. Truly, yeah. I love them all. They're wonderful characters. They're I think so it, They all mesh really well together. Like, this book was 374 pages long. Did not feel it. Did not feel it, but also it deserved to be this long. Like, yes. there was, like, nothing was painfully dragged out. There were, like, some things that were, like, repeated, but, like, 
mm-hmm. I think it was like necessary to kind of emphasize certain points. Yeah. Like you you I don't think you this book was long, but I don't think you can cut anything from it. No. Like you wouldn't have to. Yeah. Like I mean the stuff we skimmed over is like still worth reading. Oh my god, this entire I like I I'm probably going to buy a physical copy of this, too. I, I mm. want to own this. It's so good. Uh, also, like, I'm just really happy that, you know, in addition to it being like, another DID romance, that it was also a queer romance. Like, that was yeah. very fun. I would not um, have expected that. But let's rank this. Okay. So let's start with memeiness, because I think we could just get that out of the way. Very low on the meme scale. I'll give it, like, a one and a half. I was going to give it like a point seven. <laughs> I really loved this one part. Uh, I threaded my fingers through his hair, playing with the soft strands as we laughed at Bart's repeated antics. <laughs> Watching The Simpsons. <laughs> Almost three of the four of my Mimi highlights are, sorry, two of the four are direct call-outs to, to media properties. I found it very <laughs> funny when they talked about The Simpsons and selecting X-Men First Class. One is uh, at the very beginning of the book saying, there's always a game on that needs watching and a case of beer that needs to be drank. Mood. And uh, the final one is um, our rigid lengths, which is, <laughs> they say length a lot for penis they here. Do. There are only so many words you can use for penis. It's true, but Nicole, here's my question. Yes. Frottage, two penises together, rigid lengths. Scissoring, are you rubbing your depths together? Rubbing your depths together. <laughs> <laughs> like a prolapsed vagine? <laughs> no. <laughs> Bad question. Oh, no. Anyway, well, my Mimi moments were mostly uh, Old Man Vaughn uh, yeah. and Evan just being a fucking bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, but, okay, I'll give it I have point seven. I'll give it, like, a solid one. <laughs> a lot of the stuff that's funny is supposed to be funny. Exactly. So that's why I, I can't call it me. Yeah. But there were uh, parts that like actually got like a real laugh out of me. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to save dreamy for last. Uh, so steaminess. Five. Really? Oh, wait, wait. Oh, yeah. We ran out of five. I was like, out of ten? Yeah. No. Out of five. Yeah. This book is so fucking hot. I'm, I'm going to give it a 4.9 and I'm walk, I'm knocking at that point one just because I don't have those parts so I can't relate as hard. <laughs> I'll give it a 5.1. <laughs> okay. Uh, and dreaminess. It's a 5. It's a 5 for me, baby. Uh this book. I'm I'm wondering like in a in a year will we like come back to this review and be like we were too easy? On, on, love me whole. I forgot the name of the goddamn book for a second. <laughs> we should bookmark this and like yeah. get back to it because yeah, I mean this is only book number four. Yeah, book number four. This is book number four. So like we'll see. But also, holy shit, way to set our standards super fucking high really yeah. early on. Because I mean we started pretty well off, pretty well off with a virgin to redeem the billionaire. But like yeah. this blows everything up water honestly this is so fucking good absolutely without a doubt by far the best book we've written we didn't write this we've (laughs) read we've read so far (laughs) yeah i mean like i i plan on sending this to nikki uh nikki james 
once it's edited and stuff. Yes. Because I, I, I emailed her already. I sent her our YouTube channel. Yes, uh, good. And Nikki, if you made it this far into this atrociously long podcast, <laughs> thank you. We had a lot to say. This was such a fucking delight. Yeah, it really was. I truly enjoyed this. I, that's it. That's it. Next week, a shorter book. We say, that's it. Like, this wasn't a fucking four-hour-long episode. <laughs> Is anyone going to listen to this? <laughs> Short and sweet and to the point. You could read this book in the time it took for us to talk about it. <laughs> no, no. It's like a 16-hour book. <laughs> anyway. Uh. Thank you for listening. Tune in next time when Claudia and I cover Vladimir by Julia May Jonas. Oak, it was a goddamn pleasure reading this and discussing this book with you. I can't Such wait for you to to join me again on yes. this little podcast. Little podcast that's four hours long. I'm excited to come back. Uh, love is honestly like a part of the core of my being, so this is fun. Yeah. Well, thank you for listening. We will catch you on the flip side. <laughs> See ya. Bye.